and gentlemen, it is Thursday. Can you hear me right now, Mr. Black? Okay, good. That's like the one thing I couldn't check last night was setting this all up if Discord was going to send this into the sun, but we're good. That's good. It's not taking off a podcast. Glad you could join us here today. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks. As it turns out, it takes some time when uh, trying to uh, to move all of this crap from an office into the into the new place. Even if it is only a few doors down. My God, it took forever, but we're here. We made it. And now, it's time for another show. Uh, the last couple weeks, thankfully, we got lucky. Not a lot of crazy news, but we did get a, we did get some uh, some stuff come up here in the last 24 hours. So good timing in that regard. I believe there's a Capcom event today, but uh, we all know ain't nothing about fucking Capcom. Ain't we give a shit? But we're just gonna see fucking Resident Evil or some shit, and everyone's gonna be like, yeah. And then they're gonna like show Chun Li from the next fucking Street Fighter, and everybody's gonna be like, thighs. And then it's gonna be all over, and so that's that's fine. Uh, maybe some Cami fans in there who's your who's your street fighter chick do you even have one i don't have one no i couldn't i couldn't name you one okay not even like chun li not even like the thighs no no it's not my thing i'll be honest man i don't my dick doesn't even twitch for like (laughs) video game girls like i'm gonna be honest i didn't didn't mean you were rubbing one out to a fucking street fighter character per se i just like uh you know I'll, i'll be honest bro the the gamers out there that that think all these like video game chicks are hot and they're like they they get obsessed with them. I think it's pretty cringy if I'm gonna be honest. If I'm just being if I'm just keeping it on it. Perfectly fair. There we there we go. I was like looking. I was like, why my levels look so look so low? I forgot to press the other magic button in uh, audition. That's fair. That's fair. I, I just, I, I, I've, I've never, I've never seen the appeal. I mean, I've, I'm a dude, and I love women, a great deal, and I can appreciate a woman, in every conceivable way, but cartoon or CGI animated stuff, it just, I never once looked at it and go, God damn, hell yeah, never once, I can honestly say that, even when I was like. 16, 17 years old. I, I never, it was never my thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. I never, I never went down that road, really. Uh, maybe like for an afternoon at 16 years old when I was curious and I was like, let's see what this, you know, all this other extra shit's about. And then just now, uh, it was good. Now, it's all great when you start having like the cosplayers come out the woodwork. Then, you know, you know then it's like oh, mixing it's the two, then it's mixing the two it's worlds, different. you know? Yeah, that's different. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But yeah, <laughs> Capcom, fuck them. <laughs> nah, man, Capcom's been doing. Capcom's been doing well the last couple of years. It's just, just fuck them for running it during the podcast like everyone else. Uh, we got other things to talk about today, though. We'll uh, we'll make the uh, the magic happen. Uh, I try to dig back a couple of weeks to see, you know, what we uh, uh, what we would have missed in the last couple of weeks. Uh, and try to get some more recent stuff and, and combine some things. There's been some some pivotal stuff, but nothing crazy. But before we get started, of course, it's the most important question of the week, Mr. Black. How was your week? It was another week. Great. That was it. I was in your I was in your home. You were. I that did. Happened. I saw you for the first time in person for in a long time. <laughs> that, that was happened. the highlight of my week. That was the highlight of mine too. The first time in uh, two and a half years. Walked through the door and and uh, it was so funny. The first, they walked through the door, and of course, Kai's sitting on the couch, 
and uh, and uh, walked in and and first thing because Kai's a big talker, walked in the door, no hesitation, hi. And I, I, I looked at him and said, hi, Kai, it's been a long time since I've seen you. And he said, wow, how did you know my name? <laughs> <laughs> it was great. It was a phenomenal, uh, phenomenal first interaction in, in some time. No, it was, it was, uh, it was good. I'm going to actually, you're going to be seeing me again soon because I've got more shit that I'm going to need to kick from there to, uh, to outfit this room. Very exciting background today. As you can mm. see, the electric panel box, my modem. And the TV that I took, and motherfucker wouldn't... Bro? Listen. I... I aged about five years. Okay? On this motherfucker. I got home. And, like, the first thing I do, we start setting that shit up. Well, we were putting this room together. Put this, this fucking thing up so I could put the other shit in here. I have... I'm not even joking with you. I have vacuumed this room... 40,000 times in the last two weeks because I'm prepping to put everything in here. There is a, a little, uh, like a little area rug that's over there that was here with the house originally. And uh, it's just been here. We just uh, never left yet. And I, that thing's been vacuumed a million fucking times. We were putting the mount on the back of the TV to put it up on the, on the wall because I have like this big boom arm mount from ages ago. And so you have to lay the fucker on the on its on its face and you don't want to put that on on fucking like laminate flooring or some shit you don't put it on a soft surface let's put it on the rug put the fucking thing to her got the uh got got the mount on there put the mount up on the wall i was like oh this is all going like way smoother than the last like three times i put a fucking mount together put her up first thing i noticed fucking scratch right around well you can't see it because the technology thing's hiding it right now there's a fucking scratch about yay fucking big, and it's the Mariana's fucking trench. Shit mm. is deep! Hipster's V-neck type what shit. Did you, what did you scratch it on? There was the world's smallest, not even a regular staple. It was like um it was like a staple that would they would use for um um Jesus, it's not even a carpet staple, but it's the same shape as a carpet staple. You know, they're they're not like a square, yeah. it's like perfectly round. And yeah. like, and I swear to fuck, this thing is like this big. And mm. I I told I vacuumed this fucking room a thousand times. Mm. And the one tiny, God knows, 30-year-old staple in that stupid ass area rug done mm. fucked the screen up, and I just about had an air. It's not like I was gonna sell it. But now I gotta look at it. Every time I walk yeah, through the door. Annoying. Yeah, it's just it's there. It's a it's monument to my fucking hubris. And so this, that was that was the low light of my week. Highlight, over to your place. Low light, fucking the screen on the first day, walked into the home. But otherwise, everything else is 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 it's set up in that it's here and it's functioning. Beyond that, if you could look around this room on screen, shit's fucked. <laughs> it's just cords everywhere spaghetti moth I mean you look you got a fucking cord hanging from the ceiling right now the shit's just fucking coming out of the woodwork you gotta do, man. do what you, you gotta, gotta do, do what you gotta do but we got it all set up and so my week well was that was it it was it was bringing everything over here and continuing to uh to get the office uh prepared and so uh I'm excited to at least be able to stream right now and be able to even do things it's a, it feels good to be able to even accomplish that much so with that being said Let's talk about some video game 
News, first up. I have a question for you, Mr. Black. Mm-hmm. I need you to just say you don't have any video game, you know, you ain't about the video game bitches. But, can we at least agree that arguably the greatest startup sound in video game console history belongs to the original PlayStation? Yeah, I do. You turn that, that on, that blah, blah, yeah. that, that sound? Yeah, and then they have that doo doo. A little trail off at the fucking end. Shit's fire. Nice. Unfortunately, we lost a legend this week. The man who created that sound. Mm. Toru Okada passed away this last week or so. It's been a couple weeks since we did the podcast. It's been in the last, we'll say the last month. Uh, The man has passed away. Unfortunately, a legend has left us. Uh, But Mm. shout outs for leaving your mark. Uh, they should just bring that shit back, I'll be honest. I remember on the PS4 Pro, uh, on the, I can't remember what anniversary, it was like 20th, I think, 20th anniversary, uh, they released a, a theme for the PS4 that when you turned it on, that's what you got. You got the sound, boot up sound again, and then in the background was like this cool fucking like uh, 3D original PlayStation uh, design language, the gray, the fucking like muted color button things and all that shit. It was dope. They should, it was dope. And they should bring that shit back. There was a, what, what other good ones? I mean, there were lots of them. I kind of missed that I stuff. I like the GameCube. I like the GameCube. was really good. Like the. That was pretty good. That was good. That was good. They were all like good in their own ways. And I feel like. Uh, like who's who? How do you decide whose job it is to make that shit? Like you, you got a console that you're launching, and you got to make the decision who's the who's the man to call, the woman to call, and then you get the email. You're that person. You're like, hey, so uh, we need a sound, okay? It's a sound that everyone's gonna hear every time they turn the console on. Good luck. How do you even decide what that sounds like? How does that even like? How do you even conceptualize? what a boot-up sound for a console is supposed to be like. Do we even have them anymore? Like, I don't think, like, no. we don't really have I mean, that consoles anymore. consoles are pretty much instantaneous now. You turn them on and they're on. It's true. It's just I different. Would, I, would, I, would t- I would take a slight, least like a three-second to five-second load time, even though it's not loading anything, if I could get a console sound. Give me a console sound back. I'd well, like I to have now that shit. it's like with the PlayStation 5, there's no sound, but... Um, you basically just hear the console make a beeping noise when you when you click the power button. That's it's not even it. like a it's not even like a pleasant beep. No, it's like it's kind of like a grating odd sound. It's not particularly uh, not particularly nice. Uh, but I like I kind of now you think about it, I kind of liked all of them. Even the Xbox's one was kind of yep. dope. The the green uh, whatever the fuck that amorphous lava lamp looking shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that was supposed to be, but it always looked like a green lava lamp, fucking whatever the hell it was, and uh, and the the weird sound that it made. Uh, all of the, yeah, all of them were uh, all of them were pretty good. Now, come to think of it, it was kind of just like that generation, and then to a degree the one following, and then like when the PS4, Xbox One came around, they kind of more or less just it got quieter and quieter. Then it was just a series of swoosh sounds as you turn as you turned it on. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he passed away. Sadly, a legend has left us, but uh, but forever in uh, in the hearts of of any gamer over the age of oh, let's go with twenty five. I'm gonna make myself feel good. I could go older than that, but I'm gonna say twenty five. 
25 or 30. Sounds about right. Somewhere in that neck of the woods. Uh, they've done it again, Mr. Black. And we're not talking about Star Citizen posting yet another thing to buy. Talking about the other space game, No Man's Sky. Uh, Sean did his usual cryptic tweets where he put out a random emoji. And then everyone in the world, co-carnage, had a fucking orgasm and started guessing, you know, whatever the hell the emoji is supposed to be. Uh, and, uh, and, and eventually we got what it was. Well, it was, uh, this time it's called Fractal. It's the, uh, the update for this. And they're never small updates. They're always friggin' massive and require a lot of time to read patch notes. So if you want to know those patch notes, go look them up. I'm not doing it for you, you lazy fuck. Go Google that shit. However, I will tell you this. It had a pretty substantial VR uh, update, updates for the VR stuff uh, that the game has, and immediately, of course, everyone, because, like, No Man's Sky is one of the short list of games that VR actually makes sense for uh, consistently, and, uh, and, and so lots of uh, people ran out, grabbed it, started playing with the VR stuff, especially on the PS5, and uh, with, the, with the PS5's new stuff as well. And everyone was just having fucking, you know, eye-gasms, and they were so happy. Although I will say, the one thing that I, I, I'm, I'm curious about the experience people have with No Man's Sky, I don't know if you've seen enough of the game or, or even played enough of it to, to know when you go, like, hyperspeed, the fucking star, there's a crazy star animation. On stream, it just looks like confetti because you can't encode that shit because it's just so much information on the screen at once. That shit trips me out looking on a TV. I'm trying to imagine being in VR and in the cockpit and that shit's coming at you, I feel like I'd have a seizure. Like a stroke or some shit. There's just so much information. You're like, ah, ah. It's kind of like I imagine Michael Bay would do if he directed a 3D movie or, uh, for, uh, for space uh, in a theater. If he was allowed free reign and it was like, all right, Michael, you got options. Except for instead of rain or stars, he'd be like, all right, robot parts. All of them. Shit that doesn't even exist. In the robot, just throw it at, uh, at people's faces. I always thought that was weird about the the uh, Transformers movies. Not weird, but kind of like uh, when the people were animating that shit. If you actually like, if you if you didn't just watch it in real time, and like the animation, like I always thought it was a, uh, like clearly they didn't have the time to like individually animate a legitimate thing that was fucking transforming from a vehicle to like this this robot. And so, like, the sounds that were going on, and if you're watching it, it just looked like a complete mess of fuck. Like, all the, like, it was just, like, random assorted metal. Nothing actually ever fit together. It was just, like, somebody took a bunch of stuff and threw it in a bin and took a video of it and was like, yeah, that's good enough, and shook the shit up. And then put a sound effect over top of it, and then Optimus Prime kind of came out of a fucking Volkswagen. Uh, I know those are two different Autobots, but you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, I'm very fucking weird. I'm in a weird mood today. I don't know what the fuck I ate. Fucking weird. I think I'm on no sleep and caffeine right now is kind of where I'm at. It's good. Jeff, Jeff just gets to sit there and nod today while I motor my, my fucking ass through this whole, this whole thing. Ah! I swear I didn't do any meth today. That's not until tomorrow. Uh, not that many people were expecting otherwise, Mr. Black. But uh, if you had to be a betting man... And occasionally you are. If you were at the if you were at the casino, you're looking up some odds just to throw you know twenty bucks down. Is Nintendo going to be at E3 of this year? No. You won. Congratulations. Don't spend it all in one place. The problem is that was like positive six thousand. So you're actually you actually owe the you owe the casino money now. 
And just, I won the bet. <laughs> yeah, and you, you won the bet, but you still made, you I still, still owe the house money. Makes <laughs> sense. <laughs> that's how that's how guaranteed that was. Uh, but the, hey, they announced it. The Nintendo said early. I'm actually impressed they got on it this early. Uh, they said, "Hey, yeah, we 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 support the ESA, but uh, nope, we're gonna do our own thing, uh, like we've been doing for." years now uh, and so i'm sure pretty much i wouldn't be surprised as usual it'll be e3 week they'll look at e3 schedule which will include like two things and then just put the nintendo friggin event right in the middle of all that shit and just put it on youtube and walk the fuck away uh and uh, and that will be their their usual shtick i'm sure uh, it appears, Mr. Black, that Luminous Productions didn't quite do a good enough job with Forspoken for Square Enix's liking, and so they have to, uh, or they had to announce that they'll be shutting that group down. So that was the, the group, uh, you know, as I uh, just mentioned, that did Forspoken. That's, uh, the game we kind of joked about it several times. Even just seeing the original trailer, like, way back in the day, the first thing that you notice is that the protagonist never shut the fuck up. Kind of like me today, just literally motor mouth the whole fucking time. Uh, except the writing was even more cringe than my own. And so it was just like this never-ending spout. And everyone immediately noticed this and went, why? Why? Why does this sound like a... What, who is it that writes oh, like that? It's kind of like that. Is it Joss Whedon or whatever his fucking name is? It's like a very similar writing style where everything is a pun. Uh, like a pun on top of a fucking pun. Or just like a very snarky, I shouldn't say. Not a pun, but like super snarky sounding writing. Uh, and so that was like the thing that marked it. Then the follow-up trailer, they got rid of all that shit. They were like, fuck, everyone hated that. We just, just show them action or some shit. And so they did. And everyone was like, oh, okay, thank God. There's a video game in here somewhere. And then it came out and as it turned out, that video game was pretty fucking mediocre. And she still totally never shut the fuck up. And so there's actually pictures earlier today of like massive amounts of copies of Forspoken showing up in landfills. It's like some E.T. shit from the Atari days where they just, they just, start, which is really bad because E.T. on the Atari, that was a fucking broken game. Uh, and, and calling that a video game in the first place, we're, st- we're stretching, we're stretching on that bitch. Forspoken wasn't that bad. Landfill is a bit fucking aggressive, but people clearly not all that happy with it. Uh, and Square Enix after having spent what was probably several dollars on that game, said, all right, you tried, but now it's time to come home. So they're shutting Luminous Productions down and folding everyone that was there, and by everyone I mean whoever they're not laying off or firing, back into Square Enix proper, uh, and maybe next time around we'll have another group that they give another name to and they'll try again. But it's definitely not going to be Forspoken 2. I can tell you that much. Think about it. Knack got a sequel. (laughs) <laughs> yeah knack knack the perennial holiday classic mr black knack, knack two <laughs> but we're not gonna get for spoken to it's just not gonna happen uh in relation to this though square enix uh is mixing it up in general though as they have announced that yosuke matsuda will no longer be the president of the company with takahashi uh with takashi kiryu taking over pending shareholder approval which i don't know when their next uh their next uh shareholder uh meeting is uh but uh but nevertheless that is the plan they're gonna put that to vote 
Uh, Matsuda was notably the one who sent that letter out. We talked with us on the podcast a while back. He sent the letter out to the company that was like, hey, NFTs are dope. We're going to do lots of those. Blockchain? Fuck yeah. Square Enix is doing all the blockchain. I'm snorting Web3 right now. And everyone was like, really? Didn't we just watch everyone in the industry literally sprint away from NFTs at the speed of light? And he's like, nah, fuck them. NFTs of the future. So he wrote that letter, and I guess that probably didn't go over so hot. And now he's no longer going to be the president of Square Enix. So uh, all the best uh, with your new job at Polygon, where you can work on Web3 projects alongside of Ryan and crew and maybe actually accomplish something. Who knows? We'll find out in 10 years. Uh, publications and creators both got their hands on a three-hour-ish Final Fantasy 16 demo just to continue the Square Enix talk. Uh, slash, well, slash a trial uh, demo type, uh, type thing. And everyone seems to be pretty impressed so far, Mr. Black. Much of that gameplay can be seen online. You can go and watch that if you haven't already. Uh, and from what I've seen, personally, it looks like they're getting closer and closer to the pure action combat that they've been chasing ever since they uh, started moving in that direction, arguably in Final Fantasy XIII. I guess twelve, you could like maybe say, all right, well, there was a hint of it, but thirteen is where they were really uh, saying, you know, we, we, turn, we, we're still turn-based, but we're doing it fast now, and we're making it cinematic uh, and then they just kept getting crazy and crazier. I think they're trying to just be Devil May Cry. I think that's what they're going for. Which, I guess that's fine. Like, Devil May Cry is pretty good. You know, Bayonetta? Pretty good. Do I necessarily personally want that to be the style of combat for my Final Fantasy games? Debatable. Um, but I, I'll be honest... I'd be happy if they just actually went all in on it, and this seems to be it, because Final Fantasy VII Remake, where they were still kind of trying to... Str- they were, it's like their last toe was in the fucking water of, of like, semi-turn-based. Like, they still had, like, just enough of the menu system to make you want to punch a baby when you were trying to do, like, full-on action combat. And so if they could just finally get that last fucking toe out the water and, and go in on it, then, you know, the, you know, that's probably for the best. Just choose one or the other and not try and be a little bit of both. Uh, but it looks really good, um, and it sounds really good, and uh, unless you're somebody that's particularly triggered by the fact that a Japanese company has yet again made sure that a setting that is using mostly uh, mostly very old European setting, and they think that everyone back then was white and there wasn't a single colored person on the face of the earth, if you can get past that point, it's probably going to be a pretty good video game. But a lot of people can't get past that, Jeff. It's just, as soon as there's white British people and it's the only people in the game, anger in the streets! <laughs> and I get it, it is kind of stupid. Clearly there were like, there was more than just white people in 1700s, 1600s uh, Europe. But for some reason in Japan, that's, that's, just, that's just the way they roll. It's the old story, Mr. Black. It's the classic Japanese white supremacists. They're just everywhere. Can't get rid of them. They keep coming out the woodwork. All those, all those white supremacist Japanese people. Just, they're so well known for it. Impossible to escape. But it does look good. Go and watch the shit if you haven't already, everyone. Uh, if you've been interested, I'm sure you've already checked it out. If not, and you're kind of on the fence because you're like, eh, Final Fantasy... This one, like I've said before, I have high hopes. I'm hoping for it. I think that it might be, it might be uh, pretty okay. 
Uh, and maybe that's just cope coming out of my brain. It's entirely possible. Uh, this is a stacked, just a, this could be a stacked year though. Like we're getting 16 and we're getting the, the sequel to 7 remake. Like they didn't stagger that shit at all. You'd think maybe, hey, let's give that some breathing room. No, f- fuck that. Three month window. You just saw Final Fantasy 16 follow that right up with fucking 7 remake. It's going to be the, the clash of, of did Nomura write this or did not? How many episodes do they say they're going to do for the remake anyway? I th- Man, I want to say they said they're committing to three major, but I think, uh, but I don't know if they actually ever did. And maybe I'm just thinking that in my head. But the way that they've been doing, the way they did it so far, and what I think is probably going to happen, they might do three, but they'll do like um, major, minor, major, minor, because they did that like filler piece after the first one. So I think it's three major, and then in between each release, they're going to do a little character-specific, like we had Yuffie. Maybe Vincent will be, like, one, and then, you know, on from there. Uh, but you damn, they're going to milk the fuck out of that bitch as hard still, as humanly possible. I still haven't played it. I'm, I'm just waiting for it to all be done. <laughs> you're, commi- you're fully committed to, to the wait? I ain't, I ain't touching it. I'll get to play it with my son. <laughs> That's my true. Son will, my son will be like fucking 10 years old. <laughs> be like, all right, it's time to play Final Fantasy VII with your old man. Happy, happy birthday, son. I've been buying these collectively over the last decade. It's time to finally play. They'll probably, well, I guess my question is, when the last one comes, they won't do it as soon as the last one comes out, but will it be the year following that they do a compilation? Where they, like, sell a big old package with, like, a bunch of swag, three t-shirts, a fucking metal case, you know, an art book. That's uh, what some, I'm waiting for. I'm yeah. just waiting for the big, the big one, so. It's kind of like the, I'm surprised I didn't take the, um, the, like, the James Bond route, where they, every time a new James Bond movie comes out, they redo the entire collection, where they yeah. list all the movies, and it's like, we know Daniel Craig's got three more in the tank, but... Here's the entire Bond collection plus his one movie. And then the next one comes out and they're like, great, here's an updated version of James Bond with another movie. And so they just do that on a yearly basis. Uh, it must be working for them because they keep fucking doing it. People are clearly buying that shit. Um, where was I here? Uh, oh, super interesting. Uh, this is very intriguing to me and uh, I'm interested on in what your thoughts about this might be. Although I suspect we're thinking the same thing. TikTok has banned live box openings of trading cards. So all those people out there uh, opening packs of Pokemon cards and Genshin Impact cards and Honkai fucking whatever the hell and all the other anime big titty waifu uh, collectible card games. Uh, no more. They can't be doing those on the live uh, live streams on TikTok. I, I don't know if I've read that they, this carries over to not live content, but this seemed to be speaking specifically at least for what I read about the live streaming portion of it. Uh, and to, to be a little bit more elaborate, uh, their legal department said so what they describe as surprise-based products, which is, I feel like, I feel like the McDonald's drive through with how often the McFlurry machine is down is a surprise-based fucking product. There's or, a bit of a broad... Or a McDonald's Happy Meal. What are you, what, what what are you going to get? Kinder Egg Surprise? What's going to be inside? Oh, the, you, the Americans won't know because they're illegal there. 
Oh, that's right. Yeah. Kids, you know, can't stop the kids from eating Tide Pods and swallowing Kinder Eggs whole. Shit's crazy down there. Uh, But yeah, surprised product things uh, is how they define that. And whether it's opened, packaged, so whether, so I guess there are people that were like they had loose cards and they were pack like packaging them on stream i guess to sell in random bundles to people uh or things of that nature where it's like i know i know in my very fucking brief time on on tiktok there was um a couple live streams that came through where it's like it's like some chick sitting in a oddly lit room with like a a tub of like gemstones or some random shit in front of her that's constantly like moving to smooth the stones and they're all these random shapes and colors and of course it's like connected to like not astrology but a similar kind of thing of like what which stone like means what and they just literally like somebody will like will like cash app them five bucks and they're like oh the next order's up and then they grab like you know the container to scoop these rocks up and shit and they're like let's see what you got and it's like oh this means you're dying next week like that kind of shit like i suspect maybe that's kind of what they're going for with the cards or whatever it's a really weird dude like there's like five or six different products i saw there's like stones some random shit that you get in like a gotcha machine at a dollarama like all sorts of just random nonsense like oh you got the the mouse riding a bicycle like it's just some random shit the stuff that people look they're grinding mr black they're out here grinding their shit all right they're selling their stuff it's the same as like you know being out on the street selling that shit on like a cart except now it's on tiktok in front of ten thousand people watching you mindlessly fucking <laughs> go through stones in a tumbler uh, surprise base, so no opening, no packaging, uh, or assembling during the stream, according to the legal, uh, their legal team, and my question is, I wonder if it's because it's loosely definable as a gambling content, Mr. Black. Do you think that might be what they're, what they're getting yeah, at I here? I would imagine. I would imagine yeah. that's it. So, mm. I mean, I don't really use TikTok, so, I mean, TikTok is, it's just... TikTok scares me, I'm not gonna lie. TikTok does scare me. <laughs> And I, I don't even, I don't, I have TikTok. And we're chronically online for a living and that shit scares us. Yeah, it's like, um, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about TikTok. I know they're trying to get rid of it in the United States at least. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. And I think now they've got like something where there's a place where you can't be on TikTok for more than an hour in a day or some shit like that. Oh, really? Yeah, just got passed or it's about to get passed. <laughs> I don't know if that's in the US or if that's in somewhere else oh uh, i know like in the u.s they're trying to get a ban but that's for like government devices so if it's like let's say a senator or some shit and they have a phone that's designated for their work like they're given to them by the government like it's a government phone people were evidently for whatever reason like ask me why anyone with a government fucking phone would be like oh, i gotta have tiktok on this bitch but apparently it's a problem and so and so you know i mean it is chinese owned it is it is i mean the the you know the permissions they're going to strip all sorts of shit off your phone so i can understand why maybe the government phone might not need to have tiktok on it (laughs) you know they have their own personal phone why they got tiktok on the government phone come on you can't be that dense that's just insane. But anyway, uh, yeah, very interesting. Very odd. Uh, I'm wondering if any other platforms will ever follow suit. It's kind of a big thing on Twitch, actually, to open, like, fucking Pokemon cards and shit. Like, people do that all the time still. 
Um, I know some people that like started their own card shop where like the part of their advertising for the shop is opening packs for the so like people will pay money they have the packs there and then they're opening and showing what they pulled from the pack for them which which kind is a different kind of whole, thing like I'd, i listen if i'm gonna spend money probably really good money on opening <laughs> up packs i want to fucking open up the pack i'm not paying somebody else to open up the pack right I, I, maybe it's because they're excited like maybe they're hoping they pull something big and it's in front of a crowd and everyone else gets excited and there's like some sort of like weird parasocial jealousy going on like oh it's such a cool card congratulations like but like I'm like you I want to have the pack in my hand yeah I'm gonna open it and, myself and, and see that myself I don't you know I don't, I don't, I don't want to have somebody else do that for me uh what are we on? oh of course yes updates on the activision blizzard deal now there are a lot of updates that have happened since we've been gone for two weeks and this shit changes on a bi-daily fucking basis so i could condense this this down to a couple of the more main and more recent points mr black just so that we don't all fall asleep myself included although as you can hear given the amount of caffeine in my system i'm not entirely sure i could fall asleep right now even if i wanted to uh, the Activision Blizzard deal never stops being ridiculous. The latest in the midst of many moves by Microsoft to try to appease regulators. We've talked about some of them on the podcast a couple weeks ago. Uh, trying to show that they're making a reasonably good, uh, good faith effort. And if this goes through, you know, they're not just going to bottle everything up. Uh, as we talked about before, like the 10-year deals they want to sign to put Call of Duty and stuff on other platforms going forward, etc., etc. Uh, despite all that, uh, Sony's Jim Ryan came out of the woodwork and dropped a banger. And this is a quote. But before I say the quote, I'll say, I'll say that the quote came right after this happened. This comes almost immediately after Microsoft confirmed that they put an offer to have Call of Duty be allowed to be put on PlayStation Plus at the same time and for the same length of time as they have it on Game Pass. So they were literally letting, willing to let Sony put it on their live service, their version of Game Pass, same amount of time at the same time, so day and date, start and end, for 10 years after this merger goes through. Which is, which is as, as one Activision uh, Blizzard, uh, it was an Activision specifically, uh, employee said on Twitter, I think it was maybe yesterday, this is a deal that not even if we weren't being bought by Microsoft, this would never happen. We would never offer this. To, we've never offered this to Sony. Uh, and so why, why Sony is being so fucking, like so hard nosed about this is it makes no sense. And then they quoted this quote where they said, you know, well, the, we, we all know why. And this is it here. So Jim Ryan, who's the head up o- over there at uh, Sony PlayStation division, old Jimmy boy came out and said, I don't want a call of duty deal. I just want to block the acquisition. <laughs> well, at least he's being truthful. There it is. I mean, we already knew that this was what we, we I mean, given how, given how petty they've been for like the last like fucking four months, we already knew. But now he done said the, the quiet part out loud, Mr. Black. And part of me wonders if that's actually going to be detrimental. It might. I'm wondering if the regulators, you know, that have been, you know, they've been working with and whatnot, and he said that shit out loud, but so he's saying, so, like, the regulators have to look at that and say, okay, so there's nothing Microsoft can do in your estimation that could make this, you know, be okay for you. Nothing. 
And so he's not even interested in trying, which might be with all the other evidence that they're going to be dragging out of Sony here, where they have to show their own financial sheets and shit, which I can't wait to hear about how all that comes. Cause we're going to get a bunch more information theoretically, should it come public. Um, that, yeah, that might, that might actually come back to bite him in the ass saying that stuff. Well, I think, I think at the end of the day, the smart people are really going to know. And I think most people already know what this is. And, um, let's not get it twisted. He does care about call of duty, oh, but yeah. he doesn't, he doesn't care to make a deal for call of duty to go, to make this go through because he understands that after 10 years, Sony's fucked when it comes to call of duty. So, that's why he has no interest at all in working out a Call of Duty deal because there is no deal that can remedy this. He needs to make it so that Microsoft can't go through with this. And if he does if it, if it goes through whether it's a 10-year deal, a no 10-year deal, a 5-year deal, uh he he understands that the the ramifications of not having Call of Duty on your console and so, yeah, he doesn't want to do a deal with Call of Duty because he knows if he does a deal for Call of Duty, the acquisition's going to happen. He doesn't want the acquisition to happen. And he doesn't want the acquisition to happen because he doesn't want them to have Call of Duty. <laughs> I, I just, you know, I do, like, like you said, you know, I, I appreciate the honesty, Jim. At least you finally came out and said it. I would I would have respected it more if it was the first thing that came out of his mouth and not I'm gonna go have lunch with the fucking regulators in Europe and like do all this whatever the fuck behind and not really talk much about it and then like after all this has come up and it looks like it's the eleventh hour and we're getting desperate and Microsoft just made you the craziest deal arguably in the history of the Call of Duty franchise and you're going no no I don't want I just want to stop the acquisition entirely he could have just said you know what I think would have been better though. Yeah, like for the sake of the for the sake of strategy on his behalf, is to just say I'm not interested in the Call of Duty deal and left the rest up to the fucking imagination. He didn't need to say Yeah, the second part. The second part. It's like I just want to block the acquisition. I just want to block it. Fuck him. That's what's gonna get him in hot water if anything happened because of that quote. Like he could have just left it at I'm not interested in making a deal for Call of Duty. And then, yeah, had, like, and then at, at home, people might be thinking that, but at least you didn't say the shit out loud. Yeah. But he done yeah. said it. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's just dumb. That that probably wasn't the smartest thing to say, <laughs> but uh, you know, maybe he knows something that we don't know. Couldn't. I'm tell sure you. he knows several things that we that we That's don't true. know. That that is true. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm not sure this is going to help the case at all. Um, <laughs> even though everybody already knows exactly this is how you feel, mm-hmm. but to actually say it out loud is two totally different things. You know, there's a lot of things that I, I think about and that I would like to say, but I'm not going to say it because there's ramifications for saying things, and there's a time and place. You know, he could have at least waited until all of this was over, and then said, you know what? To be honest. I didn't really give a fuck about Call of Duty. I just didn't want them to have it. When it was all said and done. That's something you say after everything is out of the way, right? Yeah. Like, you wait. Yeah. Exactly. You drop that shit afterwards. It's like it's like O.J. Simpson, right? It's like, yeah, no. <laughs> you shut your mouth, and then after you get away with it, you, you come up with a book. It's called, called if, like, I, if I Did It. If, 
if I did it. <laughs> this, this is how I would do it. So it's like, bro. I, I got to be honest. I think like, that bro. might be the craziest shit anyone's ever fucking done in North American history. Uh, is to get nuts. away, is to do that shit, get acquitted, and, and then write knew. the book if everybody I had done knew. it. Yeah, bro. Like, bro. Everybody, everybody knew. It was like a meme for the longest time before <laughs> memes were memes. And then this motherfucker came out a book if I did it. Yeah, man. Right. Man. It made, it made millions. Man. Like, fucking hell. Crazy. Uh, yeah. But yeah, old Jim Ryan said the quiet part they, loud. Then they put him, then they, 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 uh, they arrest him and, and took him to jail, but they got him on some memorabilia dumb yeah, shit. Yeah, it was, mem- so it was like, memorabilia shit. They're like, they're like, fuck, you know, we can't, we can't go and retrial him. Like, he, he won the case, so that's over. But this dumb motherfucker broke into some place to steal his own shit. And, Man, uh, imagine. And they're like, okay, we're going to throw the book at him for this because, like, you like know, we can get him on this one easy. We can get him on this one. Crazy. Like, everyone knew we get it. Like, he, he couldn't just let it be. He couldn't just leave it leave it lying. I mean, bro, when you get away with when you get away with murder, right? Uh you probably just think you're invincible, right? Was OJ was OJ shit OJ shit was like early nineties. But it was like early 90s. Yeah. But like that's early days DNA, so I guess we didn't quite have the shit yeah, available sure. to wrap that up. I remember watching the trial in my grandfather's room. Uh, at that point, he was he was uh, he was quite ill. He was bedridden. Well, not entirely bedridden, but he spent most of his time in bed. And so, like, it, like, like the the three things or the four things that we watched together on television: O.J. Simpson, uh, was it O.J. Simpson? The Price is Right. Mm. Uh, uh, various PBS cooking shows, uh, and then occasionally the Blue Jays because they were actually good in the nineties. You know, we had, we had, the, you know, they had uh, Joe Carter back mm. in the, in the 90s. Uh, and then after he left, uh, they just never looked back. I, that's a lie. What was it, like five years ago? They had a flash in the pan where everyone was like, oh my God. Is it going to happen? And then they blew, they literally fucking they exploded. It. They <laughs> and they traded every single fucking player away. And now we're down bad again. It's just, the, it's the plight of, it's the same in Toronto, like the Raptors. We had like the championship team. Kawhi was there for a year. We win the championship. Everyone's losing their mind. Kawhi's like, peace, deuces. I'm the fuck out of here. Who wants to spend winners in fucking Canada? And then everything just fell apart. And now we're down bad all over again. So it's the worst. Canadian sports, man. It's tough. It's tough out here. Uh, originally slated for much earlier this year, Mr. Black Bethesda announced finally that Starfield will be launching in September of this year. So we've, we've narrowed it down to September. There might have even been a day attached to that. Uh, and then further to that, I was actually, my original notes were that they hadn't announced it yet, but I guess earlier today they did. I saw it pop up. Uh, that uh, they have announced that they're, the showcase we talked about last podcast, like how long is going to be before they finally announce the showcase since they weren't at the last showcase because they said, oh, don't worry, you know, it's because we've got our own. We're so special. We're doing our own all by ourselves. We can't, we can't be caught with these fucking plebeians like Forza. We've got our own shit. And then we waited and waited and waited and then they never announced anything. Well, they finally did. And it's going to happen on June 11th. Uh, where they show this off, which sounds to me an awful lot like that's their Summer Games Fest program. And so uh, what that immediately signals to me is either A, that's a long-ass program, or B, the only thing they're showing there is Starfield. (laughs) 
I can't imagine the only thing that Xbox shows off is Starfield. So I, I like I, I guess it's just going to be a little bit lengthy, or maybe it'll be shorter than we thought. Maybe it won't be like their own special thing. I don't know, but it better be good. Whatever the fuck it is, they need that shit to be insane. Brains have to fucking explode when they show this game off proper. Uh, or I think they're in some trouble, personally. Uh, and actually, that's all I've got for video game news. That's the, the, we hit the end of it. Mm. And now I can finally shut the fuck up for five seconds so that Mr. Black can tell us about our wonderful, wonderful sponsor, NordVPN. Mr. Black, take it away. NordVPN.com slash OTT. Head on over there, guys. It's been a couple of weeks since we gave the plug. It's that time. It's that time to run on over there. Get yourself a two-year subscription. Get yourself a bonus month when you use that promo code OTT. And and for this month, you still are getting that 11-year anniversary bonus gift. Mm. If anybody in the chat has received the bonus gift, uh, let me know in the chat. And if you're on YouTube, let me know in the, on the YouTube comment sections what you get. I want to know. I'm curious. Yeah, we still actually don't know what that is. I, Was I it actually, actually a car? Know. Maybe. Was it, it a pre-order be. of Starfield? Could be. I don't know. <laughs> uh, until somebody tells me. And the real question is, are they all the same? Or is it different gifts for, you know, is it random? Who knows? Who knows? One person might have got a car. Another person might have got a sofa. It's the price <laughs> is right. You know? <laughs> Whatever. I'm happens, taking the happens. sofa because I'm paying the taxes on the car in the States. And nobody mm. wants to do that, you know? Well, I'm taking the car and then I'm just going to sell the car. You're not yeah. allowed for the first, like, year or some shit. Like, there's rules know. to that. Well, it looks like I'm paying the tax on the car so it's sitting in the garage for a year. And then I'm going to sell it. And you know how they wouldn't know? Because I'd sell it online using my NordVPN while I mask Ooh. my IP so they don't know where the IP address is coming from. Guys, mask your IP. Stay safe. <laughs> stay anonymous when you're out there. All right? We're talking. There are some some uh, some internet thieves out there that want to steal your your stuff, your information. They want to they wanna see what's in that prawn folder. They want to get you. All right? That's what they want to do. They want to steal your identity. They want to get your credit card information. Don't allow them. Use NordVPN. Stay safe. Stay anonymous. You can even watch different regions of Netflix and other streaming services at the click of a button. You don't have to be a programmer. You don't have to know code. It is quite literally a map. You click on said map on where you want to mask your IP. And you click connect. That's the show. It's that simple. And you can use it on your desktop. You can use it on your laptop. You can use it on your Mac. You can use it on your smartphone. We're talking Android. We're talking iOS. You can use it on your smart TV. They get an app virtually for everything. And with up to six simultaneous devices that you can connect at one time on one account, you only need one per household. That's it. And if you want to get extra crazy, you can use one of your connections to go to your router so that all the other connections are masked at the same time. And you still have five more left. You want to get crazy? Go for it. Guys, NordVPN. They're big supporters of the podcast. Guys, it's the best It's the best VPN on the market. They've been in the game for 11 years. You see NordVPN everywhere. At least I do. At least I do. It means they're doing something right. With a 30-day money-back guarantee. If you don't like it for whatever reason, just get your money back. No questions asked. Use the promo code OTT, and make sure you check out their newest desktop uh, application called Threat Protection. 
where you just have that thing running in the background. You're not connected to a server, nothing. It's just running in the background. You know what it does? It makes it so that when you're on the internet, you ain't got to deal with all kinds of malicious pop-ups. It will detect malware on your computer and remove it. Gone. Just like that. Just makes it so that you're not being tracked. Your cookies, all this stuff. You're safe. Not my cookies. Hey, the cookie monster can't have these cookies. All right? Because NordVPN. So head on over there. NordVPN.com slash OTT. Get that subscription. Get that bonus. Just get it all. Take everything. It's yours for the taking. That's it. <laughs> well done. And now it's time for... Movies and TV. Mr. Black, I don't know if you know this, but uh, Lord of the Rings is a pretty good, it's pretty good uh, intellectual property. Few people want to get their hands on that bad boy, but as it turns out, it's kind of hard. Not just, you just can't not not just anyone get their hands on Lord of the Rings. You gotta you gotta have a lot of money, and even if you have the money, you can only get your hands on specific parts mm. of the Lord of the Rings. For example, mm. new Lord of the Rings movies are in the works mm. at Warner Brothers. Uh, I believe they only have access to the Third Age portion of the Lord of the Rings. And while I'm not in the camp that loathes the recent series, in fact, I, I think I mentioned this before, I actually quite enjoyed the, the recent uh, series, despite having a couple of small flaws. I'm always wary anytime Lord of the Rings stuff comes around. It's kind of like Star Wars. We're getting, we're, we're approaching Star Wars on this bitch. Like they're, they're starting to, they're, getting, they're scaring me a little bit. Uh, uh, however, I did hear that uh, apparently, and maybe Mr. Black can confirm this if he knows, Peter Jackson may be tied or involved to these, uh, these new films in some capacity. I don't know if that means, means necessarily directing them per se, but, probably uh, pro- probably going to get a producer, like a producer credit or, credit or some shit. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, all I know is I'm pretty sure they're third age for Lord of the Rings. And I'm also pretty sure that one of the people literally said the words we want to we want the lord of the rings to be the next star wars type shit or something along those lines where they want to star warsify the lord of the rings uh, with movies and series and and all of that kind of stuff and uh, uh i got a hot take okay give it to me my hot take is no <laughs> all that right that might be the coldest take you've had in weeks i mean <laughs> I'm sorry, but leave the fucking Lord of the Rings alone. Y'all want to fuck around and go make the show and do your little thing. I still haven't watched it. Uh, Go ahead. And I'm not even going to blindly hate on it to hate on it. It's whatever. It's probably good. I'll eventually check it out. It is what it is. But when it comes to the movies, you've peaked. Straight up. I and, And we're not talking Star Wars peaked. Oh, we're beyond Star Wars. You're beyond Star Wars peaked. You peaked, period. So the answer for me is a big no. And when you're using, you know, uh, names like Peter Jackson to get me excited, the answer is still no. I'm sorry. Peter Jackson himself could say, hey, I'm coming back. I'm directing. I'm writing. I'm doing it all. I'm in. And my answer is still no. No. Leave it be. I like the property just like everybody else. I mean, I'm not like a huge Lord of the Rings lore type dude that 
watches the movies every year, you know, during the holiday season, binge watches like fucking 14 hours of Lord of the Rings. No, but I've seen the trilogy at least five times in my life. Uh, I do like it a great deal. I can't honestly say anything bad about any of those films. They are good fucking movies and they hold today. They're still good today. You could rewatch them and enjoy them just as much as you did back then. I don't need any more Lord of the Rings. If I need Lord of the Rings, I'll go watch the three Lord of the Rings that we already got. And hell, if I'm feeling extra spicy, I'll go watch The Hobbits. But let's be real. The Hobbits, not as good. Nowhere near as good as Lord of the Rings. And let me tell you something. These new Lord of the Rings movies, they ain't even going to be as good as The Hobbit. So it's only going to go downhill. <laughs> the answer is no. And, and when, you, when you're coming at us like, oh, they want to make it to new Star Wars. Star Wars is dead. You really want to be the new Star Wars? Is that what you really want? It used to be cool to say you're, you want to be the Star Wars. And we're talking six episodes in. It ain't cool to say that anymore. You don't want to be Star Wars. You don't. I'm sorry. Listen. Who directed the Hobbit movies? I don't even know. If I'm not mistaken, it was also Peter Jackson, was it not? I know he was at least an executive. I think he might have been a director now that I'm thinking about it. At least for the first one. Did he do all three? Hmm. He did uh, Peter Jackson... He did that one. Oh, he did too. Mm. Yeah, he did. He did not. Uh, previous director, previous. Fuck, he did. Yeah, he did. He directed. He directed all of them. So there you go. The answer's no. So just my point is not even Peter Jackson when he was much closer to being on the sauce, and I'm not talking alcohol, but the man, the man who made the original trilogy of films struggled to even get remotely close to matching the heat of those three. And now you want to try and do Lord of the Rings in 2023? No. And you ain't got nobody to the point where you're bringing up Peter Jackson's name again? Dude, I think the only director on this planet where I'd be like, okay, I gotta, I I gotta see it now. I just gotta see it. Adam Sandler. Uh, Hell no. (laughs) Steven Spielberg. Sure. Steven Spielberg said, okay, you know what? I've been a huge fan of Lord of Rings my whole life. It's time. That's the only director where I go, okay, you know what? I gotta. I got it. I got to see what this motherfucker's going to do. Anybody else including Peter Jackson. The guy, the man, the myth, the legend. What about James Cameron? No. Because James Cameron would be like, for one, I'm in Avatar's, I'm deep in Avatar for the next <laughs> fucking 30 years. And James Cameron would be like, "Yo, this shit's going to take me the next 7 years to No. You know what? 
James Cameron, you just stay in your lane, all right? <laughs> stay in your lane, you do your thing. And here's the, th- here's the beautiful thing about James Cameron. This motherfucker creates his own shit. He ain't, James, James Cameron ain't the guy that's, that's jumping on a franchise. And he most certainly ain't jumping on a franchise to like reboot it or whatever. James Cameron, I'm sorry, but James Cameron is on another level than what Peter Jackson is in terms of uh, well, original ideas. So is Steven ideas. Spielberg. You've so heard is that, Steven that, Spielberg. Yeah. Peter Jackson is an incredible director, and he did an amazing job with Lord he, of the Rings. He's just hit or miss. Like, Peter Jackson either hits a fucking home run, or it's a miss. Like, he doesn't, like, it's like, you ever watch fucking, you ever, ever, when's the last time you saw King Kong? A long time ago. Like, like Peter Jackson has got some great movies, but they're not, it's, it's not like Steven Spielberg or James Cameron where every movie is a certified fucking banger. I mean, um, to be, to be fair, James Cameron, pretty much all he did was Lord of the Rings. I mean, he's you mean, got... You mean, you mean he, Peter Jackson? Sorry, Peter Jackson. He's got King Kong, great, and that was a good movie, all right? It was like, it was that, he did the one with Jack Black. Yes, I mean, yep. it, it, you know... It, it was okay. It's, a good, it's okay. It's okay. But outside of that, he's got like a couple of movies in the 90s and some bad films in the 80s. Everything is Lord of the Rings. I mean, the dude went from 2001... To 2004, doing all these Lord of the Rings movies, which is actually quite impressive. They managed to do all of that shit. It's a lot in, of filming. Yeah, in a few, in what, three years, pretty much. And then from 2012 to 2015, all he did was The Hobbit. And in between, he did King Kong. And he did The Lovely Bones, which I don't even think I've seen. I thought that was... I can't remember if that was well received or not. I know I recognize the name of it. It's not. It's not as well received as some of his other stuff. Uh, but yeah, no. So anyway, instead of rambling on about this, the answer is no. <laughs> the answer is no. Make the shows. I'm not interested in the movies. And uh, I, you know, call it a hot take. Maybe it's not that hot of a take, but no. Let it go. Apropos apropos of absolutely nothing, I just recognized something as I was laughing at at, uh, the Lord of the Rings memes. This camera makes me look like I've been doing meth and drinking coffee while swishing it around in my mouth for seven years straight. What the fuck? No, no, you can't see it because you're on the webcam, Jeff, but it's... I just, I was laughing. I was like, why do I look like I don't brush my teeth? What's going on over here? I look like a friggin' drug addict. It's fucked up. I'm gonna have to take a look at that. I guess the upside is I either get fucked up teeth, but yet I don't look gray. I gave myself a nice tan. I don't know if you see this on stream. I got a nice tan today. That's, uh, that's, uh, thanks to, that's thanks to a little camera magic. Otherwise, I just blend into the background. No vitamin D in this household. <laughs> um, John Wick 4. That's a movie, Mr. Black. That's coming up pretty soon. I think the 21st, I think. I think. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, early screen tests. We're starting to hear the rumblings. You know, how's it doing? The answer? 
really good. Uh, I, in fact, I saw one, one, uh, one or two people mentioning that there have been some whispers of it being arguably the best, uh, the best, I guess, like, uh, like action. I, do you even call this an action movie or is this a martial arts film or action I, martial arts film? I've seen, I've seen some, I've seen some reviews. What have you movie. been seeing? Um, I've been hearing good things. It's more John Wick. Um, two things that I've been hearing. Number one, it's long, which it's damn near three hours. So yes, the movie is long. Uh, which I just don't think in any world a John Wick movie should be three hours long. Um, they could have at least done like John Wick Part One, and then John Wick Part Two, uh, or John Wick Four Part One and Part Two or whatever, and released another one in at the end of the year during the holiday season or something. Um, so it's long. And then the other thing that I've been hearing uh, that I heard from one of the movie reviewers that I have very similar in taste in, and I just respect their opinion on films. They basically said uh, it felt like a video game and in, in a good way and in a bad way. Um, but that's kind of so, how you and I describe three. Yes. So essentially what he was saying was it was, and I I feeling it's going to be the exact same thing as what it was in three, where they go, where John Wick goes to a, to a, a place. He fights a bunch of low level, or I guess they're all high level uh, assassins <laughs> or whatever. In this movie. And yeah. then, and then, and then in that scene, he fights the boss. And then when they're done that, they go to the next scene, they fight more dudes, and then there's a boss. And then the next scene, there's more dudes, and then the boss. And then the next scene, there's more dudes, and then the, there's a boss. And then after two and a half hours in, they start to do the big scene where it's the final boss. And you fight all kinds of those mini-bosses leading up to the final boss, where then you have one big boss scene. That's what I was gathering. And listen, if... If the action's great and they can make it not feel repetitive, which I'm going to have a hard time believing they're going to be able to do for a three-hour John Wick movie, okay, um, I'm all for it. But I have a feeling after about two hours of this movie, I'm going to be going, I'm ready for this to end, personally. And I'm a big Keanu Reeves fanboy. I love me some Piano Reeves. It's one of my favorite people in Hollywood. I'm definitely going to go see the movie in theater for sure. Still looking forward to it, but it don't mean that I cannot criticize the film. I'm just not going to be one of these, like, you know, if it's Keanu, it can't be bad. I think that it's going to be good, but I think it's going to be overindulgent. I think it's going to feel very monotonous and repetitive. And, um, I think that they're just burning. I think they're just burning it from both ends of the candle, and uh, I think the novelty it's already wearing off for me. And I think a three-hour film is gonna. It might actually be the end for me. So it really depends if they can really drive the story and they can make something really intriguing. Um, I would honestly like to see John Wick die in the movie. End him. You know, go to the very end, do the thing. Have him killed, like literally lose at the very end, and then have somebody else come into this world 
and get revenge or have him have a child that we don't know about or whatever. And or just this, don't. Or just don't. Or just end it and just like gloriously. You know, I mean, he could even kill the final boss, but like he's riddled with bullets, you know, and then just at the end, he just, he just falls down, you know, like it's over. He did what he needed to do. He became a legend and then end it. But what like, so if, if it ended that way, this is how I see it. It's kind of like you're, he's just going to be, he's going to win. His name is going to be cleared, but he's going to be so badly beat up and injured the end, towards the end of the movie, it's him walking away from the camera. It's a silhouetted back shot. And you just see him collapse in that campy fucking stereotypical thing mm. where it's just a silhouetted back shot. But it's John mm. Wick, so it'll be super cinematic looking ty- type shit. Collapsed. And, and that, you know, and then re- we're going to be left guessing, is that really the end is of John dead? Wick? Is he dead or is he not dead? You is know he dead I mean? or is it, Keanu still under the age of 70 and capable of doing this again? I Here's my prediction. I think he's going to win and he's going to have his name cleared and he'll have an opportunity to rejoin the whatever they call it. Uh, I forget what they call it. Um, the, the establishment uh, the, or the, 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 no, the, ta- the high table? The, the, high- the, the, the continental? The continental? Oh, the, con- oh, the hotel. The continental. The hotel. Yes, it is the continental. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, he's going he's gonna to have the ability to, to join again. He opts to not do it. He's fucked up. He's fucked up. And the last scene, and I don't know. This isn't a spoiler, guys. I'm just making this up. All right. The last scene is John Wick going into the pet store, getting a dog. And he grabs a, a new little puppy. Gives him the same name of his, as his old dog. Jumps into his car, his muscle car, and he drives off. And that's going to be the end of John Wick 4. And I think that's the way you do it. Uh, I, do they have more of these slated already? Probably. Do we know? Probably. I mean, dude, these movies don't cost a whole lot of money to make. And they make a whole lot of money. So. That's true. That's true. And it's John Wick 4. What what franchise ends on 4? Even more true. Seriously. Um, but, the, uh, but, but do they... Do, it was, does it make you think they're doing a double trilogy where they end at 6? That's a lot of John Wick, bro. That's even too much John Wick for me. Like, I... Mm. Like I like I really like John Wick as a world and a, and a character, and these like I, I enjoy these films. But do I want six of these films? No, no, I do not. No. I well, actually John don't. Wick, John Wick Chapter Five is already on IMDb, but it has not been greenlit. So, just hey, uh, I mean, like, who would they bring out after this? Because you've seen the list of people in this film. Well, it's turning in. It's turning into like uh, the Expendables, Every, like or, action, or, like Donnie Yen, and all these like uh, like yeah. a million different people are in it. Not like, I, where do you even go from there? So, uh, man. Um, but uh, yeah. So to answer the question, somebody in chat said that they hadn't actually seen anything but trailers for jo- any John Wick movie. If you like action movies at all, I think at least watching the first one is is a good idea because the first John Wick movie is really really fucking good uh and the reason why he's killing all these people is he said you know i just thought the dog died well yes the dog died but it didn't just die of natural causes it's not like it just up and had a stroke uh the uh, the dog was was killed 
Uh, and just the, the general premise was, uh, not to give the whole storyline away, his dog was killed by somebody, and this dog was not just any old dog, I guess is the way I could put it, not to give the entire premise of the story away, uh, and, uh, and it was enough to get him back in the game, so to speak. Uh, and, uh, and they killed then, the wrong dog, man. They killed the wrong they, dog. They chose the wrong, the wrong dog, unfortunately. And it's not like all three of these movies thus far have been about the dog. It's just that events domino effect beyond that is, is there. John Wick 1 is very, John Wick 1 is, is one of my favorite movies, period, just to watch. It's a movie I can go back and watch anytime. And it's just, it, it's never not good. It's always fun to watch. John Wick 2, also a really good fucking movie. John Wick 3 is a really good action movie, but they start to lose their storytelling in 3. Pretty dramatically. It falls off like a, like a cliff. So a lot of the stuff that I love about 1 and, and to a slightly lesser degree 2 in terms of the storytelling and world building, they throw all that shit out the window and they just straight up say, fuck it, just action scenes, let's go. And they're, they're good action scenes. And they're action scenes that like other movies have been trying to mimic ever since John Wick came out. None of them have done even remotely a good a job uh, as John Wick has since they started trying to mimic it. But but it lost the story stuff a little bit in 3. And so Jeff and I both at the same page here. We're hoping that 4, especially if it's going to be 3 hours long, they do something other than just send this man through a series of video game levels. Because uh, again, I, I agree with Jeff. I can, watch, I can watch Keanu Reeves fuck some bitches up for a long period of time. But after a while, I'm going to go, hey, can we like take a breather here yeah. and maybe just even yeah, just attempt... Seeing, just seeing someone just... You know, do this like, like an exposition you know, dump for like five minutes. Just give me give something. Me, yeah, give me something. Give me some story. I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't complain for this two hour and fifty minute movie if half of it was just story, and then uh, like an hour twenty minutes, hour and a half of it is action. Like, just give me, give me story, please. Just give me somebody to root for and like care about. Because at this point, I just think John Wick is invincible. And he's just going around, just killing everybody. And I don't even feel fear for his life. Like, I'm just, this motherfucker's going to kill everybody. Uh, I think that's going to stay the same. Like, it's, it's, the, it's a secondary character that they introduce that, you're, that they're hoping you can get attached to enough and worry about them. Yeah. And whether or not John can save. Can protect them. Can protect them. Yeah. Because yeah. right, we'll it's John see. Wick. You know, a fucking pencil, as they say. Uh, last up, I guess, for, unless you've got other stuff, and maybe you've caught, uh, caught more, uh, but, uh, I, this is not news, I, Em and I just caught, uh, Megan. She wanted to watch that, and so we, uh, we watched Megan, and, uh, that was a pretty, it's James Wan. I, like, I, he does, he hasn't missed in a hot minute. Like, James Wan's worst, worst movie is still better than most people's best movies in the horror genre uh the horror slash thriller i guess if you want to call it that well uh, james genre. wan didn't J james wan it helped write but he didn't direct oh james wan didn't didn't direct it, megan i misread the credits no, who no. directed uh gerald johnston congratulations on the famous family well with an e at the end so it's oh, really okay john stone, john stone. 
John Stone. Uh, but yeah, he 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 actually made the movie, and I do believe that was his first. That was the second film that he directed. Not so. bad for a second fucking outing. I'll, let, I'll say yeah. I'll say that. But um, it was in it was in James Wan sort of wheelhouse and he was part of the whole process and kind of over and it it probably from what i heard it felt like a james one felt movie. like a james one movie a hundred percent yeah i haven't checked it out yet um it's on digital now so i might i might end up watching that in the next I've, few days try it out it was very it was very unique i guess is how i would describe it but not not unique in like a only a handful of like a certain type of person would enjoy watching this unique but unique in that it felt like James Wan, but it was, but it was also pulling from like a couple of other um, like Chucky flavors. Well, like Chucky, but it, like in terms of its feeling. So like it, there was like there's some sass in there, and there's some like not fourth wall breaking, but like some um, a, a, a dash of self awareness yeah, yeah. uh, and and stuff of that nature, and uh, and and uh, but not like blatant about it, like deftly handled self-awareness and and uh and i wouldn't say it's a horror film no, really no. Yeah, uh it's almost uh, like a dark comedy like it's bordering on a dark comedy and yeah. uh, uh or dramedy uh, maybe a dark dramedy uh but uh you know good good uh good take on that story you know the artificial intelligence goes wild uh topical clearly <laughs> for today's today's stuff and uh uh definitely you know, they leave room for a, a, a second one, and I think they already announced that uh, a second one got greenlit. Sure, and made so, a lot of money, so. Boom. Give me some more of that. I enjoyed it. I don't, I, I don't know if I need a second one, per se. I think it stands alone pretty well. Uh, but they also, the way that they left it open for a second one, it's, it, it's plausible in a way that doesn't feel like, oh, they did this just in case it's going to be successful. Like it actually felt like they had some intention of having more uh, going on. So yeah, I, I, I give it uh, I give it a couple of thumbs up. Definitely worth movie, the watch. That movie was made for twelve million dollars. Holy it shit! It made one hundred and seventy-two million dollars, bro. So there will be a Megan two, and, and a, Megan, a three. Megan three, <laughs> and a Megan four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and ten. <laughs> if it continues to make that type of money. There's going to be a three-hour-long video game-style Megan movie where she goes from uh, scene to scene mercilessly slaughtering people until she fights the final boss and meets Lawrence Fishburne in a sewer. And Lawrence is reading, If I Done It by Candlelight. <laughs> In the, in the sewer but yeah pretty good uh pretty good blows my mind 12 million dollars for what you get uh, uh when you watch i'll be interested to see what your take is they stretched them dollars good yeah uh, uh, they did a they did a good job of it so yeah uh any any other movie tv stuff i didn't catch anything else but i also didn't look particularly hard for the movie tv stuff this week because uh, there no. wasn't a lot of stuff just surfacing freely uh, this time no, around, I've been I've, I've rewatched Interstellar. Um, oh, did us talking about it suddenly uh, get you a little feel like the urge to watch a little Interstellar? Yeah, I did. I was just I've been wanting to do it for a while, and then I was like, you know what? Now's the time. And so I went downstairs and just went on that journey, and it was nice because I hadn't seen it in its entirety since 
I saw it in theaters. Like I've mm. watched parts of it several times. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, it was. So how good. was your how was your take watching it again? How did you did you catch stuff that you didn't catch the first time you saw it? Or well, I wouldn't necessarily say I caught stuff, but I could. I I understood, um, especially in the first forty five minutes, 30, 30 minutes. Um, there was a lot of things that I was picking up on because I knew how it ended and I knew what certain things meant mm. um, that I never picked up on before. I didn't really watch it and see anything that I was like, oh, I didn't notice that or like I didn't get that. But it definitely allowed me to, uh, I guess, enjoy the movie. Uh, uh, I don't want to say I enjoyed it a bit more, but I it was a different you appreciated it for different reasons. Exactly. Kind of thing. Yeah. Because like I, there were just things that I picked up on that I obviously didn't know about in the first, the first one around the first time around question. And, uh, that was cool. Question. Did the scene of him watching back his kids talk to him now that you have your own kid, did it hit different? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it always hits different. Uh, when you, when you, when, when you, you have, know, your, when you have your kid now, it changes certain scenes, you know, when you, when it's a, when it's a, a parent and their child involved, you know, you can see something can be well acted and you can feel for them, but it's different. It always, it, like, it seems like it's always different when you yeah. actually have your own, your own yeah. kids. Yeah. I mean, I, I've, I've seen that, that scene like five or six times before, right. Mm. I've watched that scene. Like bro, that by scene itself. is so fucking good. He acted the shit oh, out of that scene, bro. Oh yeah, bro. Oh yeah. Matt McConaughey just threw it all. Just put it all his, out there. His transition of, of like, like oh, kind yeah. of he like joy there and was. to cry. Like yeah. sm- is one of the craziest fucking things I've ever seen. Somebody yeah, do on like, film. He was st- it was like, and, and the was, thing, the crazy thing was, is like, he was to him. It hadn't been that long. No, because like you know they went they went on this planet. He just woke up, and uh, and and he got he came back on the ship, and then they realized that like twenty something years have gone by. Yeah, um, and then you know he's got all these messages, and just not too long ago he thought of his son and his daughter as children, essentially, um, at like early teens at most. And then now they're married, or one of them's married. Has he's he's a grandfather, and to them he's been gone for decades, and left them. And to, to him, he hasn't been gone that long. And then he's you could tell he's like he's happy to see his kids, and but then he realizes like holy shit, you know, I've missed decades, and not only that, they don't like me. Like, because I'm gone and, you know, you you could see it. Like at one point he's happy to see their successes and that, and then the realization comes in that like, I'm not there for any of it. It's kind of, it's, it's, it's wild. And to see his emotion go from joy to despair, to anger, to despair again, to, all and then and then he's also in space and he's got to deal with all this other stuff for like the human race and mankind and he's got you know everybody else in the ships also have gone through all it's 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 a crazy it's a crazy scene it's a crazy concept it's pretty cool and it's uh, i actually got more emotional seeing him in the end 
when uh he goes and he meets He's his daughter old... oh, and, his, right, and, yeah. and his and his daughter is like super fucking old yeah. and dying and when he walks in he, he he sees her but there's also like a dozen other people in the room and two more all, generations of all came from basically him and his daughter and the whole lives that they all left i've that was to me was even uh not only have i only ever seen that scene once before but um that was like whoa that's crazy and they they say very few things to each other but it's like everything is being spoken and then she basically tells him to you know to leave and like go this place ain't for you like go and then you know he he takes off but that was the movie's good man the movie is really really good there you know there i, I wasn't like a massive fan of of the whole book the bookshelf part and that was like, a I, really hard thing for them to convey that he's literally in in a dimension like beyond space time yeah, like 11th like, like dimension 11th, basically yeah, pretty much yeah and you know i get what they were doing like don't get me wrong like the theory behind it and i i understood sort of where they were going with it but yeah. it was a weird it was just to go into a black hole and that's what happens when we know if if you go into a black hole, I mean you're dead. I mean you're not even gonna make it into the black hole. You're just gonna you're you're fucked. But here it's like they, he goes into the black hole and he's like flying in it for a while, and then all of a sudden, you I know, did. He's- I, I will say that I liked, I liked in theaters when I was watching that. It I did while while I and I, I again like I can't even imagine if somebody's coming up with okay, writing it, let alone filming it. How do we translate? What's yeah. happening here to screen in a way that makes any fucking sense visually so that we don't lose people completely. So like beyond that though, what I think can it, what I think I like the most about that scene despite the fact that it's not 100% hit is it made me feel legitimate anxiety. Yeah. The way that it was shot and the dark, the blackness and the just the sound of shit hitting the the shuttle and it's him his breathing is uh, erratic and and he's he doesn't know what the fuck is going on he looks like he's coming in and out of consciousness and just there's almost like it gets to the point where there's like no light and then he's in this place it's completely foreign he doesn't understand what's going on he's freaking the fuck out he's having an existential crisis he's talking to tars and then and then he sees his own house through this like yeah fucking string uh, uh wall and and he's trying so hard and but then then the connection where you see that his interaction is what was happening the whole time yes it was good like there's a lot of good there's a lot of good shit but i remember the anxiety i felt i was like (gasps) i still i still still got that like watching it even now and it's like the that's what made the first part of the movie so good this time around as well is because i Mm. knew what was actually going on and i didn't know that when i first watched it and uh you know it it was good it was good and it's watching him see like infinite amounts of infinite um of 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 what seeing well the idea is that is that the space that he's in he's seeing everything that's ever happened or will happen correct all at the all, same all time at the same time exactly yeah. Yeah. and uh yeah and i thought it was clever with the watch and i thought i like i knew what they were doing but once again, it was still a little weird. It was just like, it was so, because the movie just felt a certain way for so long. And then when that scene happened, it was like, whoa, 
whoa, they, okay, we're getting real sci-fi now. It's like <laughs> yeah. we were super sci-fi. I think what it was for me, and I'll, I'll end it on this. I think what it was for me, it was, it felt as though the movie was so scientifically sound, and it, it's not. There's not a lot of sci-fi movies in space that like really do it right where it's like they're using real physics real well, they hired people to be like all right we need to get oh, as close sure. as we can because you know it makes it better they, when it's like that and they did hardcore for for interstellar and i've watched like a whole documentary on it mm. and uh, christopher nolan was like pretty anal about like making sure that it was super as realistic as it could possibly be but then when that scene happened with the black hole i just felt like it, it was such a venture from well, it's because it's on what the edge of our own understanding, right? Correct. It's yeah. exactly as well. It's like we don't, we can't comprehend. Sort of like it, we have theories, but we can't actually comprehend. Like it's beyond the human comprehension. And so it was his take on that, and I didn't hate it, but it was it was out there. That's it's, and, sure. and it's really t- difficult because it's you know the, the one of the ways that it's you'll you'll hear a physicist describe trying to describe that a, a thing outside of space time is that you know it's it's it, we're three dimensional beings so our brain processes everything in three dimensions and we can loosely conceptualize visually what a fourth dimension might look like but it's still very hard to even remotely wrap your brain partially around it but but like to the point of the where that movie was at uh the way that I've heard it described is it's essentially like imagine if you were a, it's the same as if you were uh, um, uh, a, a, a being that existed on, in two dimensions only, and all you knew was left, right, uh, and, and forward and back. There was no Z-axis. And so all you can do is process being on this flat plane, and then you look up, and you, know, well, you can't even look up because, you're on, because it doesn't, up doesn't exist. And so uh, for that being, they couldn't process what we process in three dimensions. And if you took a, a, a being that was able to, that existed in a fourth dimension, which is a dimension beyond space-time or, or beyond like upwards of, I think they said, like a, there are some theories that we have upwards of 11 different fucking dimensions before it like starts to top out. Again, all fucking theory. But they're seeing everything all like like they're they're seeing everything happen and they all at once, kind of like they're trying to describe it in visually in this film. Everything, for, everywhere, all at all once. at once. And we're <laughs> and as we're as three, we're in three dimensions, and we're watching this film going. All right, Matthew McConaughey, I don't, I don't really get what the fuck you're playing the strings right now, and some crazy shits happening. But like like because how do you how do you possibly yeah. convey that? But it's true. Really, the only thing in that movie that needs to go away, and if I had a director's cut. In Hathaway's whole scene, let's just remove that and send it into the sun. Leave that shit down in the water world. I didn't need to have all that emotional weight and everything come up from there. And everyone was fucking, you know, and then all of a sudden Anne Hathaway has to give a weird fucking love monologue that was so out of place. And I've said it on this podcast at least five times now, but I'll keep saying it. I like me some Anne Hathaway, but that monologue made me die on the inside. And every time I watch the movie and that scene comes up, I get closer and closer to fast forwarding it right through that fucking scene. <laughs> shit is, oh, shit the, is crazy. The, the love scene. The, the, yes, the, 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 the love the power speech. power of love. Yeah. Yes, it's all connected through love. It's the, yeah. it's the force that binds. It's like, okay, yeah. you just couldn't leave, you know, leave it at science. You had to bring in the fucking love thing. 
Uh, and yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, Interstellar. That's good. We'll see you watch Interstellar. Well, there you go. I did. It's, it's wonderful. I actually also almost watched Interstellar um, a couple weeks back, and Em and I ended up rewatching, or I watched, rewatched. She watched for the first time, first season of True Detective. I convinced her to watch mm. it. It's good. More Matthew McConaughey, as it turns out. Uh, and uh, fuck me, that was a good show. That first season. Fuck. Don't watch any other seasons. Just no. the first season. It's all you need. You've seen it. That's that's it. Uh, Matthew McConaughey again knocking it out of the park there. Uh, I mean, everyone in that in that in that one did. But M M was like M enjoyed it. She thought it was really really well done. Um, uh, and uh, I had to, it was so hard. You know, I'm watching it. I'm trying to keep my mouth shut the whole time. Like, just try not to be like, oh, this part's really good. Or this, I'm trying not to be that guy. Like, oh, this mm-hmm. wait, wait, wait. the one time I allowed myself to do it was. I was like, you're going to want to pay close attention coming up here. And it was the, it was the single take long scene where he's in that, uh, that raid with the fucking, uh, biker gang and it goes south and the guy shoots the fucking, the dude. And then everything goes to hell and he's got, he's got the fucking leader by the back of the neck and he pistol whips and he drags him through the whole fucking neighborhood in that one long cut. I think there's one cut. Maybe it's they maybe when they, they a little bit where yeah. they mastered where they looked up at the helicopter and then back down. I think maybe, but even if it was up to that point, like that was like a fucking long ass, uh, no cut. And that was like, I think one of the ones that started the trend of more people trying to do yeah. these super cuts. cuts. Yeah. 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 Uh, show. anyway, I guess that's it for movies and TV, that's it. which means it's time for, Oh, I saw Creed three. Oh, it's not time good. for that yet. All right, so it was good. Yeah, it was good. We'll just leave it at that. Fantastic good movie. Uh, have we got to the point where the Creed movies are better than the Rocky originals? Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's going to trigger some people, but it's it's true. I haven't seen any of them, so I I wouldn't be able to have a comment on that. I haven't watched the Creeds yet. Uh, it's worth watch. Yeah, I, I, I would like to. I feel like I want to watch the Rocky, at least a couple of the Rocky films first again. Uh, just I have, I've watched them all a couple times, but just watch them again and then I'll jump on over. M hasn't seen the Rocky films either, so it'll be, it'll oh. be a, a reason to just go back and watch. Now, in fairness, not all of the Rocky sure. films are necessary viewing. You know, you could stop at three. You could definitely stop at three. Four and five... They have some redeeming qualities, but one, two, and three—you've seen it. Um, yeah, four and need- five—it's like, do you like the training montage? Because we've got them, and yeah. then that's pretty much it. Yeah. But now it's time for movies and no tech support. <laughs> Movies and tech support, patreon.com slash lag TV. It's a place to go if you want to financially support the podcast. Uh, and uh, a little thing for $10 a month, you get a couple of things cheaply. If, uh, if, you, uh, if you would like, you can ask us questions. I put up a post each and every week before the podcast on Patreon called Tech Support. You ask us questions there in the comments, and we give you some answers. Let's see what we got for this week. This might be one of the most random questions we've got so far. Henry comes in. Hot with what's your favorite type of potato? Um, sweet potato. 
I love me some sweet potato. And that's that's the option I'm going to choose more often. But I'm doing it more because it's a healthier version of a potato. But the potato that... If I just want, like, a potato potato for me, it's a russet that's baked so that you can cut it in half, hollow it out to potato skin, butter, salt, pepper, sour cream in the potato skins, and then you get your, your fluffy baked ma- you know, potato to do whatever the fuck you want with it. Uh, when mom makes meatloaf, uh, she's, uh, the version of meatloaf she does, she's got the, it's like the spicy ketchup topping on the meatloaf. Mm. And there's always a little extra dish of sauce. You know, if you cut your meatloaf, if you like a little extra, well, mm. what I do is my, it's my potato skins from the russets because it's always baked russets with, this, with the, uh, the, uh, the meatloaf. Cut it, hollow it out, butter, little sour cream, salt, pepper, a little bit of that spicy ketchup in there as a bite is one of the most fucking orgasmic bites imaginable. I associate it with fall because that's when she makes the most meatloaves. I know the oven is being used because it's not 40 degrees outside anymore. And, uh, yeah, that's mine. But in general, I'm eating sweet potato like 90% of the time. Sweet potato is just good. It is. Yeah. And if I, if I had to pick a, a, another form of potatoes, I just like garlic mashed, like a good, like a really good garlic mashed potato. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, garlic mash is great. Oh. The only problem that I've ever had with them at the restaurants is that they'll sometimes use the wrong type of potato to make it, and it turns into wallpaper paste. Yeah, that does happen. (laughs) That does happen. And you know immediately, you can see it. They put put the plate in front of you, and you're excited, and you go from excited to just completely fucking deflated in seconds. Because you look at it, you're like, that shit could stick on walls. Yeah. And not for the right reasons. Uh, Seth asks... Jeff, you just picked up your limited edition Adam action figure. What two accessories does this limited edition come with? And Adam, same question, but for Jeff's action figure. For Adam's action figure? Yes, uh, what what two accessories? I'm going to go with... Um, ooh. I'm think I'm thinking real hard. I'm thinking I'm thinking real hard trying to come up with something good. I'm gonna go with a. Um... I already uh, well I already know what yours are. <laughs> How can not you already? It's the fucking Frostmore and sword and a chainmail. You already got the. You, you literally you have your own action figure related memorabilia. I don't have any of that shit. Yeah, I'm gonna go for Adam. I'm gonna go with a shield. Okay, that's uh, that's fair. You know, I'm gonna go with the War Council shield. Okay, that's um, good. So I'm like a, I'm like a, a, I'm not quite Captain Canuck. I'm like the Walmart version. Correct of Captain Canuck. Okay, I'm gonna go with that, and then I'm also gonna go with. Um, <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> that's it's tough because I don't have chainmail laying around here. No, <laughs> you're you're easy. Def- you already had your shit. Definitely the shield. I'm gonna think of it. Give me. A I second. don't even. I don't even know what the fuck I'd have in my myself. 
The fl- Mark is saying a f- the flannel, some version of flannel. Well, I was going to say flannel, but you do wear it quite a bit. But I really it's only not, have it's two not, jackets that are flannel. Yeah, I don't like... It's not really like a staple Adam thing, you know? <laughs> um, oh, boy. Man. You know what it should be for the meme? I should have a shield in one hand and a capture card in the other. See, I was going to... I was gonna say I was gonna say something electronics, but I didn't really know. I didn't really know like what it would, what exactly it would be. Um, I'd say here, but that's receding. Listen, Mark, you're only allowed to say that because you're balder than I am. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm gonna have to swing swing back around, but uh, definitely the shield. That, like, that's that's a, that's a lock for sure. Yeah, that's a lock yeah. for sure. Definitely the shield, and maybe like I was gonna say like a uh, like Kermit the Frog, like uh, <laughs> oh my my uh, my OG Kermit. Uh, yeah, but I don't see I don't see Kermit anymore. So my my action figure has an action figure. Kermit Kermit is still. I mean Kermit is out over there. It's just that it was never he was never able to be on camera anymore over there. But here, I, see, here's the problem. Here is that you have to put him up on I that ledge. You'd well, have to sit you, him up on the ledge. Yeah, well, yeah, he, you'd see him on the podcast. He'd be back there on the podcast, but, like, this isn't my normal streaming position. My normal streaming position, I, the stream can't see this, but Jeff will see this. It's against that. It's just literally a curtain. So there's nothing to really... Gotcha. Where are you? Is this... Th- this is in the I basement. Mean, this is in the basement. So this is... This is, ba- this is in the basement. So... We've got, I know everyone's like tripping balls. They can, if they look really closely in the bottom right of Jeff's camera, they can see, they can see it on Discord. So, uh, so that's a, a curtain. Behind that curtain is the rest of the room that is storage. Gotcha. And then eventually also there's going to be a space for a workout area back there. And then in the other direction, There's the TV and the speaker stands with no speakers on them right now, uh, and so I'm gonna have a chair because I you know I can't my legs. So where are, are the fucked. tenants gonna be? Oh, so wait, when you walk down the stairs, split entry, like you know, like mom and dad's, yeah. you walk down yeah. the stairs, right? So there was originally it's not the same layout as mom and dad's was. If you walk down the stairs, so if you imagine mom and dad's place, if you got down to the bottom, uh, there was a there's no long haul there was an immediate wall that hugs the stairs the whole way down and then a very short haul that came to here and so this instead of having let's say the room that i my bedroom was in and a wood room it's the whole length of the house so this is a 12 foot wide by 20 foot five of 25 foot long rec room gotcha and then at the bottom of the stairs, there kinda used like to be the one a, at your kind of like the one at your parents, the 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 rec room down in the basement, the one that was like a pavement. Y- yes, yeah, kind of, Similar but even bigger, but even bigger than that. Oh, okay, All right. uh, it's cl- the layout here is closer to Diz's than Mom and Dad's in the basement. Remember Diz's oh, room on the right? Oh yes. Imagine yes, yes. that. Gotcha, and okay. that's separate from the the tenant side so there's a wall there there's a wall so you walk or down the bottom door? of the stairs there used to be a door right at the bottom of the stairs yeah that was the shared laundry gotcha we walled that off and yeah. so theirs is that section of the house because the maximum amount of square footage you can have in this province no matter how big your house is for a second unit is 873 square feet yeah. or 80 percent of 
the entire or, or 80 percent of uh the rest of the square footage of uh, of the home so like even like they couldn't be any bigger than that if we wanted to anyway um so it worked out it just conveniently it was it was the right dimensions well, right I, mean, I didn't know i didn't know you're you're gonna be able to have uh all that space yeah so we've got we've got like of the 2000 we've got like the majority of it 1200 to yeah. 1300 uh so it leaves us room for a storage space uh we still have a spare bedroom that is m's office slash future child room slash future guest room slash whatever the fuck master bedroom big o- open and then so like mom and dad's you walk up the stairs but unlike mom and dad's we knock down all the walls around the kitchen so the kitchen and dining room and living room is just all, all one space open. yeah oh, that's cool that's good yeah i like it all things that you'll eventually see when you come over uh, uh in the not too distant future when we actually have a table to sit at <laughs> right now it's just a bunch of fucking chairs lying on the wall uh let's see um where was i oh here we go uh dr samurai asks oh this is in lieu of the uh of the lord of the rings that we were talking about earlier how long until they remake the original star wars i don't Uh, think they ever will and oh and they're asking uh, do you think they'll actually ever remake the lord of the rings no i don't think they're going to remake any of them but i just think they'll make their own stories the star wars stuff if they were going to do a remake, it would have already been done. And the fact that, like, and dude, the fucking world would explode. So, like, I mean, that's just a sure way to kill off your 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 IP. Just don't do that. Yeah, those are those a, are two trilogies. You just you can't, you cannot. Yeah, the only I think the only way that it would be acceptable would be like a century from now. When we're yeah, all like gone, it has to be insanely like, yeah. far flung. Like, yeah, like we're all gone, and you know they're like, okay, we're gonna redo this. Shits on a hollow deck. Yeah, like it better <laughs> not happen in our lifetime. Yeah, I think I think so. Uh, let's see. Uh, fresh to death. Oh, fresh to death. Welcome back. Uh, a couple of questions here we'll, uh, from him. We'll uh, we'll start with uh, tools that are always good to have on hand. Um, well, I mean, you need you need a hammer. You fucking you need, need a, a hammer. You have to have a hammer. You have to have uh, a Phillips screwdriver. Okay, or like um, a mul- pre- I'd take like a multi screwdriver, like a multi screwdriver, where yeah. you can swap the bit. Yeah. Um, you need you need a hammer. You need the the multi screwdriver. You need uh, a multi Allen rings, uh, mm-hmm. and you need uh, a tape measure and um, uh, a leveler. Yeah, I think if, so... you, if you if you have those things, those five things, you can you can be a homeowner. Yeah, like you know, but obviously there are some other tools. You know, like, yeah, there are, there are a bunch do, of obviously other the stuff, only but... ones I would add to that, perhaps for like that that are just really good to have would be. Um, well, one, you're going to want adjustable wrenches of some kind for plumbing of any kind. Uh, and then, and then if I was only going to have one type of saw in the house that didn't take up a bunch of room, but would be useful for the small projects that might come up, you got to repair like a piece of molding or some other fuckery is just a, a, a miter saw with a little plastic miter box that has like the 45 and the fucking whatever yeah. angles slots cut into it 
put your piece of wood in there. You can't fuck it up. You don't got to take a square out and start doing your drawings. You just slap that bitch in there and give her the business. So yeah, I'd say I'd say that's pretty uh, that's that's pretty much covers the gamut right there. If I had to reduce it like to a crazy amount, it would yeah, it would be like a uh, if I only had to pick three things, it would be a a, a, a wrench set, um, a multi-bit screwdriver thing like the all-in-one screwdriver thing and uh and a hammer because like beyond that i mean shit i don't even know uh go to homemade meals is follow-up question go to homemade meals yeah i mean uh i love homemade lasagna um i love uh just your regular chicken and rice and veggies like just I know it's plain and fucking, but you can't you can't really go wrong. Yeah, it does get it's old true. to eat after a while, but like, let's be real. It's chicken, so you know, it's good. Um and if I had to pick a third homemade meals. I'm just gonna go with a barbecue. Just anything barbecue. Mm, mm, I mean, fuck, man. Mm. Barbecue is just such a... It's so unhealthy, but so fucking delicious, bro. Yeah, but, you know, it, it's just the way it's the way it is, man. Uh, most things that are delicious, delicious are, are very unhealthy. It's true. And, you know, a barbecue is just like one of those things that... I mean, I barbecue... I mean, Kale and I... Our barbecue's in commission for from, like, April till... November the moment it stops snowing <laughs> yeah <laughs> pretty much like the moment it stops snowing and there's like that first day of sun that's like 15 degrees everybody's going to Costco to get their fucking propane period yep and you know my dad's black as hell so like my dad <laughs> my dad barbecues in the winter he yeah, don't my, aunt, my, my aunt and uncle they, they in the winter months that you know John will just they he just literally pulls the barbecue over to the sliding door yeah, John, so John's got is, black vibes, man. John, so it's John's right that got you, black vibes. He open. He does kind of have black vibes. He, he's <laughs> got black vibes, bro. <laughs> he open. He just opens the door. Opens. They they barbecue that shit Hell year yeah. fucking round. They never stop. I mean, this would have been a great year for it. Barely got any fucking snow. Fucking like three and days of still, snow. Still fucking nice out too. Like most most winter, it was still like plus seven outside. It's like what the fuck is this? I don't know, so, but I'll take it. Uh, yeah, like we're getting winter now. It's like. We're just getting it. We're getting it all it. at once. We're getting yeah. everything that we didn't get before, and it's just all happening. Who cares? Give it to in, give in, it to us then. Give it to us for like up. two, three weeks. I'd like take a band aid. That's it. Rip it off. Rip that band aid off. <laughs> it's true. I never thought of that. Uncle John does kind of have black vibes. He, he does have black vibes. I always thought that about John. He does. John's like, bro. If if if. <laughs> if if you didn't know anything, if you couldn't see John and you knew how John operates and like his vibe, everything, and if you were to guess, you'd be like, that guy's black for sure. That guy's black. <laughs> Fucking hell. I mean, uh, it, listen, bro, if you if you're barbecuing in the winter, those are black vibes, man. That's very, yeah. That's very. I mean, I don't know if it's just a my family thing, but like, bro, I, uh, I mo- most people in my my dad's side, the black side, Bro, they're barbecuing all winter. They don't give a fuck. <laughs> Steak, it don't matter. It'd be snowing outside, a foot of snow. That barbecue is rolling. Oh, yeah. 100%. 
Yeah, and it's like it's they because they meal prep because both of them still work like crazy. Both my aunt and uncle both like work like crazy, and so uh, he's doing he does like commercial flooring or whatever, right? So he's um, as the contractor, and so he's ever he's all over the province constantly. So they don't have time to sit home and be constant. They have like a dinner club thing that they do with some friends, so that they once a month or once every couple weeks. They can do that, but like their day to day is John on the back deck in flip flops and minus fourteen degree weather. Got the fucking barbecue out doing chicken thighs and barbecue yeah. sauce yeah. to like put it in with his lunch. Uh, and and that man eats a lot of chicken thighs. I, I smokes, actually don't. If he smokes weed, he's 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 completed. He's completed the whole vibe. <laughs> Smoking a joint. I think that's the one thing he would never fucking do in a million winter. years. <laughs> it's like, bro. I, I can't even imagine my uncle, my uncle fucking high. That shit would be fucking, that'd be, that'd be fucking weird, bro. I've seen him drunk lots of times, but I've never seen him fuck. I don't think he'd ever, he'd ever be down for, uh, for the ganja. Um, uh, I just want, oh, it's just a completely tangent, a tangent. The guy who did our tiling, right, was his tile guy for like 20 years. And, uh, and so while he's here, right, you know, you always get, you always get the, the family version of John, so, but now you get the guy that's worked with him for 20 years. And so now you get all the stories that he'd be like, be fucking giving up about John on the work sites and shit, the job mm. sites and whatnot. And all the stories were just fucking hilarious. Like for one, for one, uh, for one, he's a complete fucking menace, uh, apparently. And, and so like whenever there's any issues whatsoever, He's the first one there to intimidate everyone. I don't know how much longer he's going to be able to get away with that. He's like 63 years old now. He's still mm. a mountain. He's still fucking huge. But like he like it like his entire his entire MO his whole life he's been like super jacked, incredibly strong. He always gave me like Burt Reynolds vibes. Dude, he got almost casted as a double for Burt Reynolds when he was younger. Wow, I didn't know that. He did so like when he was so, and it drove my mom fucking you know, twin, you know, twin rivalry or whatever the fuck, right? So mom it's my mom's twin. So she was working at at um uh Sun Life back in the day. She you know obviously much 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 younger. They were both like in their like late teens, early 20s. And and it would drive her nuts cuz cuz he he would he would pull up and he drove the same Jeep that Burt Reynolds did and everything. He drove the same Jeep. He had the handle. He had back then. He had the mustache. Yeah. He was bigger than Burt Reynolds. I mean, he, he looked like Burt Reynolds then. was on the fucking HGH. He was slaying. <laughs> and he walking. He knew what he was doing because drove him nuts. All the girls in the office yeah. losing their fucking minds because here comes Burt fucking Reynolds, but on steroids. He wasn't on steroids. He just ate an unholy amount of food and went to the gym seven days a week. But he's just this like motherfucking monster walk through. But the the evolution of John is crazy because we was in his teens. He had a legit afro, like pick like pick afro, white oh, dude that's, pick that's, ass that's black, the black vibes. Coming out. That's the black vibes. I'm telling you, he's got the vibes, bro. The first time I met the motherfucker, I'm like, this dude's got black vibes, man. It felt like I was hanging out with my family. It's like, whoa. He did. He had a fucking full afro, and he wasn't. He was. He wasn't super skinny, but he was wiry, and then he started hitting the gym when he was like 16, 17, and he's been working out every, every fucking day at 4 o'clock in the morning since he was like 17 years old. 
And so he's this Jack Burnt Reynolds. He'd come in the office and mom knew what he was doing. He'd, she'd look out the window, see the Jeep pull up, and she'd be like, fucking goddamn, here comes John again. John walk in the office and all the girls are like, ah, and he'd just ham it up in front of mom just to troll her a little bit. Dude, he was there for no reason. He had nothing better to do. He'd just show up to the office, fuck around for a bit, and like peace the fuck out. But when they were shooting a movie not far from here, they were looking, they were doing casting for... Burt, for Burt Reynolds fucking uh, you know stand like in or whatever like, yeah. and he almost he almost pulled it off I, I would suspect it was maybe he was too big might be the might problem because like Burt was like a you know he wasn't he didn't have any muscle he was kind of a big guy but John was six foot four at that age John was six four 280 huge brick, brick shit house fucking enormous i've got a picture at the end like mom mom's picture at the end of the of, of, of him like Ken, ben and kayla were just like kids like maybe toddlers two years old and john is three quarters of the picture like there's john and then there's velvet who's four foot six 13 pounds and then these two toddlers sitting on john and he's got the fucking burt reynolds mustache he's got like now it's like the fro has been tamed but it's like still like you could see that it was it used to be at some point and he's just huge. Like, his shoulders are the whole fucking picture. So, anyway, fucking tangent was, uh, you know, the guy, um, uh, the guy who's doing a title, he tells all these fucking stories, complete fucking menace, intimidates fucking everyone, uh, and tends to win uh, all the time anyway. But this one, one time, one guy actually, it wasn't John that went after him, somebody wanted to go after John. And the guy who did the title, his name is Mitch, and he, and he said, and he, he said, he said, the guy came in, and he found John, and he decided that he was willing to try and fight John for mm. some reason. There was an order of some kind going fucking gone fucking wrong. It was a major project, uh, and, and he wanted to try and take it out uh, on, on John. And he walked in the room, and he said, <laughs> Mitch said, it was the only time. He said, I, what I did was I looked at John. I said, good luck. And then I left the room because I didn't want to be there to be a witness in case John killed a man and I wasn't able to fucking get out of the room in time because John was going to fucking rip the guy in half. And I, like, I know this all sounds like I'm talking about Paul Bunyan, but I really, like, the only man I've ever known that is legitimately substantially stronger than, than my father was when my father was young, John is, like, freaky strong. John, and he does, But he doesn't necessarily show it off all the time. But John be the motherfucker that, like, you know, uh, like bend a fucking tire iron kind of strong uh because he's been in the, like no joke four o'clock in the morning he wakes up every day for 45 years and goes to the gym for mm. two or three hours at a time he's got the old man strength now i need to get on whatever the fuck he was on man god Bro, damn you know you know what the secret is i asked him this i said uncle john this is back when i was like 19 20 years old and i was trying to work out and i was tired all the fucking time and i was like this guy's doing it with like two kids and shit and working full time, working like as a lay, at that point he was laying floor. He wasn't necessarily selling floor. He was like laying floor. I said John, how the fuck do you do this? And he said, I gotta be honest, it's, it has gotten not any easier at any point in time. Yeah, I believe ever. It. He said, I basically, I at night before I go to sleep, I take my shoes, I put them next to the bed in the direction of the door, I put my socks in the shoes. He said, my alarm goes off at 4.15. I don't allow myself to sit for any more than two seconds in that bed. I get up and I autopilot my feet into the shoes that I placed on the floor before I went to sleep that night. And I am on autopilot in the car until I'm at the gym. And then I wake up and then it's fucking whatever. But until that, he said, it's, it's complete fucking torture. 
And then the other secret is just have an insane appetite. You and I are fucked because both of us can't eat nearly as much as I he did. Eat. Yeah, no. I watched that man eat on a daily basis when he was cutting to cut on fat. He, instead of milk, he would use apple juice. Yeah, in bro. cereal. If I want to, if I want to, like, I mean, I'm I'm heavy now. Like, I'm 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 heavy. I'm heavy for me. But if I want to get big, I'm gonna have to get on the juice. Like no joke, I'm uh, I'm literally gonna have to get on some fucking HGH or whatever right. the fucking shit they. St- I need to get on some horse shit. Need we need to get on that. We need to get on that Joe Rogan shit where your skull changes shape. Yeah, <laughs> I need. I'd, I'd have to get. I'd have to get on the juice, man, because there's just no way in hell I could. I could put in, you know, four or five thousand calories a day just to like fucking to get he, big. And, it, it, and a day for him was he'd eat an entire box of jumbo shreddies from Costco. At breakfast, a whole box. <laughs> no, nah, bro. A whole. I would he not. didn't. He used. You know, what he brought out. You know those big mixing metal like salad bowls, the biggest one that you'd have at like the family cookout for like putting potato salad in. He'd pull that out of the cupboard, a whole jumbo box, and then a whole. Remember those old Graves standing kind of thin ish uh, two packs from Costco apple juices that they used to sell. Yeah. A whole one of those in the whole jumbo box, and he'd eat. All of that for breakfast. Apple and then, juice? Yeah, because he didn't want the fat from milk when he was cutting. Oh, oh. So he'd just have the apple juice, sugar-free apple juice, eat all that, and he'd get home, he'd bring two Costco chicken rotisserie chickens home. One was for the family, one was for him. <laughs> what you have today? Full of chicken. <laughs> nah, so bro. he'd just eat like a fucking horse. I can't do yeah. that. Like, my stomach does not allow me to just fucking be, even no. when I was younger, let alone at 30. I'd get through half four. the chicken and be like, oh, man, I'm getting full as fuck. <laughs> I would have had I would have had a bowl of that cereal and a glass of, of apple juice and been like, that's it, man. I'm out. That's I can't. It. Yeah, I'm going to go the Joe. I, listen, I'm going to go the Joe Rogan route. All right. Just booty give me, juice. Give me the juice. Okay. <laughs> give me the juice. And you know, give me a, give me a meal plan, and there it is. <laughs> the meal plan includes an entire box of very. I mean, everybody's on everybody's on fucking juice these days, man. Everybody's oh, fucking juiced up, right? Bro. So it's like you know, if I, I'm not even joking, I'm I'm literally not joking. If I got if 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 I worked out pretty pretty seriously, and and like I just did it myself, I'd get in pretty good shape. But like, if I want to if I want to get big, like I would have to consider juicing. Because there's just no way in fuck that, like, my body, especially at my age, I'm fucking 36. Bro, we don't got the testosterone we did at 20. I just don't. I just don't. I just don't have it anymore. <laughs> I just don't have it anymore. You know? Like, you know, it's, it's, some days I don't even wake up with a hurt on, let alone fucking, <laughs> you know, I'm fucking, I'm getting old, bro. I remember the fuck, I used to take a nap, my dick was hurt. You know, now it's like I wake up after eight hours sleep and it's like, oh shit, my dick is hurt this morning. Okay, I still got it. <laughs> So like no joke. If I, it, I'm not even joking, and it would I would do oh. it too. I, I would fuck if I got serious. I was like, man, I want to get big. I want to get. I'd have to take the juice. Listen, I can't. I can't bring myself to do it. But it's true. I'd also have to. I'd oh, also you'd be have a to brick fucking shit house, bro. You'd I'd be. be you're on the juice. Bro. You so just, sure. <laughs> <laughs> walk around like you walk through the doorway sideways. A, yeah, bro. Uh. Uh, I, I did. A part of me is salty that when I was younger, I didn't take it a little bit more seriously and just fucking go like all in, all in instead of just kind of like, 
you know, I went to the gym for a long time, but I didn't, I wasn't like focused to just get as big as I possibly could. Oh, part of me always wondered if I really went fucking in just how, just how fucking big you'd I would have been able to now. like, I mean, you got a big frame. So like you'd, you'd still get, you'd still get pretty fucking. Yeah. But have you seen big. how expensive a carton of eggs is, bro? Can, not in this yes. economy. Not in this economy. Yes, I, I actually do. We got groceries today. We get groceries every Thursday. And uh, it's, uh, you know, the bank account I'm not, feels I'm, it. So. I'm not getting big in this economy, bro. I'm, I'm getting ramen in this economy. Yeah, get, just ramen it up. <laughs> ramen and, ramen and, and her, human growth hormone. That's the, re, <laughs> that's the replacement. Some of that HGH, baby, and some ramen. You're going to be fucking yoked. Fucking the HGH is cheaper than the carton of fucking milk, for God's sake. That's where we're at right now. It's fucking crazy. Holy fuck. Uh, That was a tangent in three fucking quarters. Have you sworn off any video game series ever? Like, uh, he said, I will likely never play, this say, Fresh to Death uh, again. NBA 2K, as long as I shall live. Good choice. NBA 2K is fucking uh, hot garbage. Is there any series that you've just sworn off, Mr. Black? You're like, nah, fuck it. Yeah. That I've sworn off that I just will not play again. Or you just have no interest in, in, in ever actually playing. Diablo. Hmm. Like going forward, the new Diablo stuff? No, it ain't happening. I ain't buying that fucking shit. Sorry. I would say, I would say for me, I mean, I've got a couple that I, I don't know if I've ever actually sat down and sworn off, like to sit down and be like, I can't like fuck all this shit. But... Um, I would say the ones that would surprise people would be like Metal Gear Solid for me. I haven't really played any of those games, the whole series. Wow. Um, I played I bits and pieces. So good, man. The, I played bits that, and pieces of two. Like two is the one that I played bits and pieces of. I just never owned, I never owned the console, first of all, to play them. Mm. Uh, and so the, the only exposure I had for the longest time, I had only had one friend that actually did play them on top of that. So Brian had the PlayStations and stuff, but he never played Metal Gear Solid. Uh, Cleveland had, had it and he was big on Metal Gear. And so I only got it through osmosis of, uh, of him. And, uh, and so, yeah, never, never with that. Uh, and then, uh, the last of us, I have no, I have no want. I'm going to watch the shit of the show and finish one more episode. And then Em and I will sit down and, and, uh, and watch it all. Uh, but as far as playing it, I, I, could not possibly care less <laughs> about the, the last of us um but i but like about do, do i would i say that i've sworn it off not necessarily i just don't really have any want of uh, of playing it uh cold deer has says uh, and or asks attractiveness in glasses i don't know you tell me my buddy recently just got some glasses and now at the casino he's working at he's getting hit on by more than four different women Damn, let's fucking go. Upgrade. Okay. Uh, how do you feel about glasses on women? Notice any difference between you having yours on and not? Funny. Okay, so this is not really, this, this doesn't really count because at the age that it happened, it really isn't, I, I wouldn't say it's, it's, it means anything. I just find it funny that, you know, this, the question pops up. So the first time that I was ever in the social ladder in school, noticed by girls, was immediately following getting glasses. It was grade eight. It was uh, my first pair of glasses. I got them, and and literally, like, I had, like, 
No women were ever even remote. Well, I said women, no girls were even remotely. I wasn't even on the radar. I was in a different fucking category. Nobody gave a shit about me. It was me and you know my friends, and that was it. I was not part of the group that all the you know girls were friggin' swooning over and shit. I got glasses, and immediately. Two of the most popular girls in my grade were were uh, suddenly interested, out of nowhere. Mm. Mm. That means absolutely nothing at that age, but it's just a funny correlation. It probably had more to do with something else than the glasses, but the, you know, it, it happened literally within like the month of uh, of the glasses happening. But how do I feel about women with glasses? Like anything, I think some people pull glasses off better than others. Um, just like some people pull hats off better than others. Like some people look really good in a hat. Some people look fucking terrible. I look like an asshole in a fucking hat. I avoid <laughs> wearing them. It sucks. I'm going bald. And I'm going to need to start wearing them more because my head get cold to shit. But like, you know, I like, I look terrible in a hat. Some people look better than others in, 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 in glasses, uh, in the same way. I've known some girls that are fucking incredible with glasses on. Some of them arguably better with glasses on than glasses off. But yeah, I think it's just dependent on the person. I've seen a, a case for both sides. What about uh, what about you, Mr. Black? You ever been into a girl with uh, with some glasses? Um, not not for the reasons of that they wear glasses. It's not really something I ever thought about. Um But yeah, I mean some some women look look real good with glasses. And then, you know, other times uh well I I would I don't really notice if they don't really not wear glasses. So it's just one of those things where I, I don't really see a girl and then go, oh, well, you're more attractive with, with or without glasses. I don't really think that yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for, for me, um, what I find uh, attractive is, is a woman um, that dresses um, like she's going to the office. Oh, that you like the, 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 the business, the business, I like, uh, woman. I like a woman that can wear a blazer, the blazer, the straight like cut a, pant and into the, yep. yeah, that, that right there. Take the, I'll take that all day over with or without glasses wearing, one way or the other with or without glasses that this shit don't really matter. But I, I do notice how women dress obviously mm. like mm. as a whole and, um, you know, a professional looking, uh, independent woman. It's just something about it like you know the type like you know it's just there's if a girl could pull it. off a blouse which is the fancy term for uh, a button-up fucking shirt because women always got to have some weird friggin names for their shit you give you could pull that off that's very attractive you put it a is. jacket on top of that i mean uh, the jacket's easy most people look good in a well-tailored you know blazer or a sport coat or whatever what have you but not everyone looks good in just the shirt underneath. But it's like the old, it's like the old joke about, you know, the classic, uh, you know, you're, you're, you get home, you got the girl that stayed the night, you know, or whatever, or maybe it's your girlfriend or your wife and you get home and they're wearing one of your button up shirts, but that's all they're wearing. Cause it's long enough to go, go down and basically be a dress. And that shit's hot. It just mm. is. Mm. But yeah, glasses. Kayla just, you know. Kayla just wears everything of mine now. She wears my underwear. She wears she because I I have a she's bunch on the sacks hype. <laughs> I have a bunch of sacks, but like my medium sacks just don't fit me the way they used to anymore. Because you know I'm getting bigger. <laughs> I'm just being honest. You know I used to, I used to have like a thirty waist, and now it's like a thirty four. Mm. Um, you know, uh, and depending on how I ate that week, I can definitely make a thirty two. But like it's going to be a little bit tighter. 
Mm. But like, uh, you know, now now I've got a, a new variety of sacks, but they're large where I'm like nice and comfy. And the only time I really wear the medium ones is if like I'm going in the hot tub. Sometimes I'll just wear underwear in the hot tub and that's pretty much it. Or or um, uh, I don't know if the other stuff is is dirty, then I'll grab it because it still fits. I just I don't like feeling like I'm wearing underwear. So, you know, the large does that. So anyway, she's basically taken over my old fleet of medium. It's like and the, she just Ned, wears... the Ned Flanders uh, skiing episode where he's uh, where he goes where he's getting that skin tight suit. He's feeling, it feels like I'm wearing nothing at all. Nothing mm. at all. And it's like repeating in Homer's mind. <laughs> like, damn sexy Flanders. <laughs> I tried that. I remember you tried to get me on the sax thing. You I ended tried. up giving me some. And... Uh, I like the material. The material is comfortable, but the two problems for me are one, I don't, first of all, I don't have a big penis, but I was still uncomfortable, and I got one testicle that's basically shriveled up to a goddamn raisin, and it still was uncomfortable, the whole pouch thing. It just wasn't, it just wasn't hitting right, but the bigger problem wasn't necessarily that, it's that the, I think partially because of the material, it would, they'd ride up my thighs, and like, they'd, they'd get up into my groin, and it would just yeah. be like, un- like, at that point, I might as well just wear tidy fucking whiteies. Like this, because they just turn themselves into tidy whiteys, just walking down the street, and so, yeah. uh, and so that wasn't my favorite, you know, my favorite part about them. So, you know, between those two things, is just kind of makes uh, sense. But I the material it. is super fun. I mean, if my underwear could be like that, and not just you know turn into tidy whiteys, yeah, that's that's the fucking show. Uh, I like them. Also, maybe not be so fucking expensive because oh my god, dude. Yeah, they're expensive. Wow. Uh, favorite dog breed. Favorite dog breed? I'm I'm so basic. Give me my Uggs and my Starbucks, bro. I'm on I'm on the hype train of a poodle mixed with literally fucking anything, whether it's a golden doodle or a fucking you know labradoodle or whatever other doodle you want to fucking like crossbreed. I've seen corgi poodle fucking crossbreeds. I saw a corgi golden doodle crossbreed. It was one of the craziest Ooh. looking dogs I've ever seen. Uh, but that shit's great because you get the hypoallergenic, you know, uh, qualities of the poodle and the, a little bit of the temperament of the poodle. And then you get it, you mix it with another dog. that You just like, you know, the temperament of that dog. And it just like takes the edge off of them a bit. They're like these perfect fucking animals, which is why they cost six billion fucking dollars whenever you buy them because the demand is so high. But before they existed, before they were popularized, perhaps, um, I would say... I would say for a long time my my favorite was um was probably just um I always liked huskies but whenever I met a husky I didn't like them. I liked the thought of a husky, but the actual mm-hmm. husky thing was too much. Uh so just a, a simple a simple retriever. I like greyhounds. They're kind of they're kind of fun. Um I mean, I'm cheating. I'm I'm going to stick with my duck toller retriever. I mean, I love my dog and you know, he's a He's a little yappy. The uh, duck holders are, you know, they're they they're, they they're bark, chatty. but they they're chatty. They they yap. It's like a it's like a yelp, and it it kind of pierces right through you. That part of the dog, I don't really you know like all that much, but I understand it's just part of the breed. But outside of that, like they're just really great family dogs. Like he doesn't have a bad bone in his body. 
Um, very he's protective. Just a, he's just a bit of a mouth breather. That's all. He's just, yeah, he, he's is. Just a, he is. He is a bit of a mouth breather, but that's okay. He's my mouth breather. So you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my retriever. I mean, I really really like golden retrievers as well. But the 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 thing is with the duct holders, they're just like a smaller version of of a golden retriever. Yeah, they're um, not quite as big. They're not quite as big. They're a little bit more active. Um, the only downsize is is like now that Thor is getting older, he's nine now. Mm. Um, we is he getting hip problems? Really, yeah, well, he isn't because we don't run him. Oh, okay. And like we had to make the decision throughout his whole life, like the vets and stuff, and the breeder told us like these dogs are prone. The, the, normally, how they die is the, the hips hip get dysplasia. so bad, yeah. and they they are in so much pain that you just have to put them down. Um, and so like we we ran him pretty good for the first you know three four even the fifth year. But when he was around six, six years old, he's when we run him hard and we take him to the beach and we just keep throwing the fucking duck out in the water and just doing whatever. At the end of the day, he'd start limping. And, um, you know, we would take him to the vet and they're like, he's just these dogs like, you know, they don't have an off button. That's the problem. And so you, you could literally work that dog till it dies if you wanted to. It's just, it's like, give me a task. I'll go and do it. Mm. And so we just over the last, like four years, really almost five. We take them out for walks and we'll go for little jogs, but we don't, I make sure that we ain't going hard in the paint and it's working out because like he doesn't have any hip problems right now. Knock on wood. So, you know, that's the only downside about the dogs, but they're great. They're great family dogs. You know, they, they, they live a good, a good amount, amount of time. They're, they're just fun to be around the good, he still thinks he's a puppy a lot of the time. So he'll still jump, sit on your lap and, and do whatever. So, and he's a, he protects the house. He gets along well with Thor, uh, or not with Thor, with Kai. He can't stand the, the cat, but, uh, gets along <laughs> with everybody else. <laughs> that's, that's for all good news. Milo is too sketchy to fucking care. Anyway, Milo just friggin- Well, Milo goes upstairs every day now. So like, uh, Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. He goes upstairs. He, he he'll, he'll sleep on the sofa. Usually Thor is fine with him as long as there isn't anybody over. So like if my mom's here or say if you were here, oh man, because you love Milo. So like <laughs> if, if Thor saw you petting Milo, he, he, lose would, it. He, he would, yeah, he, he wouldn't even bark, but he'll, he'll basically run up and he'll let Milo know, like, you're not allowed up here. Like, and then he'll, he'll try and get you to pet him. He gets very jealous. Yeah, he's very uh, yeah. Just, I can, I, can, I can see that. Yeah, I can see him being being jealous. It's funny. He, he would never walking. bite him or anything oh, no. like that. He would never do that, but he will scare him away. Like, just bully like, him away. Bully yeah. him away. Yeah. He uh, when I walked up the steps, you know, he see you hear the car just fucking immediately start barking or whatever. I had my hood up. I was wearing the sweater actually. I had my I had my hood up, and he's bark 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 barking. You can see me through the side window next to the door. And I took my hood down. And he immediately shut up, and then it was just like, yeah, fucking oh, yeah. full retard, excited. Yep. Uh, <laughs> freaking about had a heart attack. Yeah, it's like, all right, boy, sit down, man, chill out, chill, just chill, chill out. The fuck out. I, I knew it was coming to it, but I had like all the coffee in my hands from Tim Hortons. I was like, here we go. Get a fucking hold of the coffee <laughs> up here so he doesn't freaking knock coffee out of your hand. Uh, and, uh, uh, and then it took Milo, it took Milo longer than I thought it would for him to recognize my voice, and then he eventually, eventually yeah. came investigating, well, and then he just never left the years, room. Bro. So yeah, that's true. You don't see him in years. That's true. Last time you saw him, Max was still here. That, yeah, that, yeah, that's actually true. That's, yeah, that's true. It's been that long. Uh, yeah. but, uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big Milo fan. Milo's, uh, Milo's great. 
He's a strong little bastard. He's tore he that freaking cat thing to shit, dude. He he is, bro. He loves. He still he's on it right now. He's 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 on it all the time. Fuck. It's either that or the little chair on the uh, at the arcade. Yeah, he sits there or he's on his on his uh plaything. That that so, fucking it needs it needs some new twine. Need to buy some new twine and freaking I know and wrap it around it. Glue yeah. and staple that shit on there. Cause, <laughs> yeah. I I looked in and I was like, oh my god, he tore that shit because he's not he's not as big as as Rex was, which is who we had built that for originally. He's like half the size, but he's all muscle. Like yeah, he's well, he's yeah. like a he's like a pit bull cat. Yeah. He's a bangle man. So like you know they're not they're, built like a brick shit house. Uh, yeah. Uh, last one, Mr. Black, before uh, we call it a, a podcast. Uh, a dent. What's your best tip uh, tip on moving that uh, maybe not everyone knows about? What's your Hire movers. <laughs> Hire them. That's like, that's just, that's just the one. Yeah. Unless you're Adam and you're literally moving down the road. Yeah. Hire movers. Oh, if we weren't if we weren't this close, I would a hundred percent just be hiring. It's so worth it. I movie. spent I don't remember how much. I think it was twelve hundred bucks, and it was the best twelve hundred dollars I ever spent, bro. I bought them all pizzas, <laughs> fucking had cases of of pop and waters, like whatever you want. Shit, if you want beer at the end of the day, take it. So just, thank you. Did you have they to buy one thing? They scratched one thing. That was it. And I got some big fucking heavy ass, big ass shit. So did you pre-box everything and then they just they just took it from you or or did you pay them to come in and and box the shit and move no, it? No, no, we we pre-boxed all of the stuff that needed to be boxed, but um they took down and dis, uh um uh disassembled or was disassembled, uh, was that the word? disassembled yeah. um the bed oh, okay. um, all that stuff. So they they did all of the, the the heavy lifting. We just had to put clothes in boxes and you know, video games and boxes. And, you know, I brought over my own statues and stuff. Just, I didn't want anything to happen. And if something happened, I'd rather blame me than somebody yeah, else. Yeah. So like, there were certain things that like I moved just because like I wanted to, but the vast majority of the stuff, they moved themselves. And we just, we just packed the the easy stuff, like the kitchen utensils and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, because yeah. like when you're, when you're moving to, there's a lot of stuff that you don't want to take. And so it's, it's just always easier to kind of, pack up your own stuff and mm. then you can either sell or give away or have a yard sale or whatever for the shit that you don't you don't care well drop it off to the salvation army or something uh but yeah no i i packed myself but i paid them and it was like the best money ever spent oh yeah uh yeah i i having having now moved on three times uh i would definitely like and all all three times we we didn't hire movers but we were also the first time i moved i didn't have anything so that made easy i have very little to actually move uh and we bought everything when we got there uh then the second time i moved we had i you know i still at that point i had accumulated much shit uh and so i had to sell you know sell some stuff and then i boxed a bunch of stuff up and brought it with me and so that was definitely the worst one. But then the last move, you know, it was like a, a turbo move. I didn't have time to hire a mover if I wanted to. Uh, I had to get out of there, and I was there and gone in like a week. We uh, we packed everything up and and uh, and got it back to uh, to mom and dad's place. So yeah, I, I would definitely be saying a mover for sure. Beyond that, like I would say my only tip, and it's similar to what Jeff said as well to a degree, is. 
any time that you're moving, take it as an opportunity to get rid of anything you really don't need. Because there's very few opportunities when you're just sitting around the house and everything is in its place where you feel like the urge to get up and start decluttering and, and just throwing shit out or selling it or, or taking it to like a Salvation Army or like a, or, a, or, or, or like any of the other, uh, uh, you know, uh, donation places. You know, very, very few times do you ever get up that, that thing. But when you're moving and you're taking everything apart anyway, it's the perfect time to have a box or two on the side where when you're going through shit, be like, I haven't seen this thing in like fucking five years, box it and just start tossing shit. You don't, you don't have to Marie Kondo that you know, that bullshit where it's like, oh, does this spark joy? If you haven't seen the thing in eight years and you forgot you had it, odds are you probably don't need it. And you just, yeah. and just yep. get rid of it. Because one of the things that's nice about the last two moves for me, one, I had no choice of the first time, but this one I did, is getting rid of all that shit because it feels like you're on a clean slate. Fresh slate, yeah. And it feels so much better than just being like fucking chock full of shit and whatever else. I like, I know, like for the longest time, I walked. I made this comment when I was at Jeff's. <clears throat> I walked into the mechanical room, and the last time I was there, the mechanical room looked like an episode of Hoarders. That shit was crazy. Yeah, bro, we went through it all, and we just went through it like in the summertime. Um, and then we went through. I when we changed the hot water heater, I I pretty much threw out a whole shit ton of stuff again, and it was it was from the move. So we moved. When we moved here, I still had a shit ton of our stuff in boxes in there. Mm, and then mm. we just got to the point where we're like, what are we doing? Just fucking get rid of this stuff. So we would <laughs> open it up and it was literally what you said. If I haven't touched it or seen it in fucking forever, Go it's on. either getting donated or it's going in the garbage. And that's pretty much what happened. For yeah. The vast majority of the stuff. So uh, I feel yeah. so I feel so much better when it's all fucking gone. And I don't miss it. I don't miss no. any of it. No. That's so. just it. Sometimes it can be difficult because you'll see it. You forgot that you had it. And you're like, oh, and then you have like the internal struggle. Fuck that shit. Yeah. Get rid of it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's another Technolophil podcast. We're done. Uh, and good thing, too, because my voice is shot after having literally motor mouth through the entirety of this fucking podcast. I got to stream again here in about another two hours. Oh, so. you, got a, you got a little event thing tonight? Yeah, I do. So oh, exciting. Awesome. Well, there you go. You can go watch that. I, don't, I, I won't be streaming, so you can go watch Jeff. And until we see you guys next week... And now that I'm here, that shouldn't be a problem. Uh, have a, a good and safe one out there. Enjoy your weekend and, and, uh, and peace. Peace.